When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame to his game because he's always the same. That's me. Grumpy, you do not have your mic hooked up. That's true. I do not. Thanks. Off to an early, off to a successful early start to the show. But for those of you who are new to the channel, welcome. This is a twice a week All Islanders podcast that happens every single Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you are new to the channel, we encourage you to do a few things. We encourage you to subscribe on YouTube. We encourage you to like on Facebook and to follow on Twitter. Also, if you enjoy this content, the best way to let us know is by leaving a thumbs up because apparently that helps the algorithm. Or in Grumpy's words, you can go ahead and write five-star review in the comment section because that also <laughs> that also helps too. Um, Hit the and- like button. Five-star review, thumbs up, whatever you got to do. <laughs> there it is. Um, also, one more housekeeping item. Um, we also have a secondary podcast called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. It is a twice a week all sports podcast that happens every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You could find that in the link in the description below, or you could find it as a featured page on our YouTube channel. You go to YouTube and go, hey, look, let me scroll to the bottom. Oh, there's TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. It's just an all sports podcast where myself, the Grumpy Old Man, and Sun X talk about the world of sports. We talk NHL, we talk NBA, NFL, MLB, college athletics, world football, fan fights, and much, much more. So if you've never given that a check out, make sure you look at TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Now that the Islanders offseason is in full swing, <laughs> we're not going to change. <laughs> now the offseason is in full swing. Make sure you give a check and a listen out to the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show there in the link in the description below or as a featured page on YouTube. Um, Grumpy, it's good to be back on the airwaves, or it's good to be back on. It's been I guess, a while. You've been podcast. on wherever you've been vacationing, doing whatever the heck it is you've been doing. I've been sitting here grinding away as always. Um, you know, what can I tell you? But uh, on those times, they are flexible, like eight o'clock. Not they're flexible. I, I, I feel like you need to add an ish on the back end. Eight o'clock ish. Why don't you tell us why we were running late today, Grumpy? Well, here's the thing you sent the uh, invitation at 8.13, okay, that's when it came across, and I had to watch another two minutes for the end of the, the Ted Lasso show with the warden. His, that's not why we were late, because if you would have been on time, I would have stopped the show early. When you get to the last 
minute and a half of the show, you might as well watch to the end. What what does this look like, Grumpy? This looks like you dancing and jamming around watching a little bit of Ted Lasso, Grumpy. Today we were not late because of me. We were late because no, you of were, you. No, we were late because of you. You didn't even send the invite until quarter after eight. Don't start. Maybe maybe we were a little late because of me, but more late because of you. No, absolutely not. Wrong. <laughs> oh man today's gonna be a doozy um today is gonna be a call-in show we're gonna have a, a call-in show we'll open up the phone lines there we'll have a call-in show um uh that being said you know there's a few things we want to talk about first before the call-in show that have happened actually um since the last time we went live um uh, last time we went live was on wednesday well since that time period Andrew Gross dropped a little bit of a truth bomb, I guess, a little bit of an information bomb regarding the Islanders. It looks like after some deliberation that the New York Islanders are going to be bringing back Lou Lamarillo as a general manager. He'll be offered a contract extension. And Lane Lambert is head coach. And Lane Lambert is head coach. Yeah, absolutely. Get ready for the same team coming back next year. I... I What can I say? What can I say? You're going to hear, now you're going to hear all the people come out of the water. Oh, this is a good thing for the Islanders, bringing these guys back. No, it's not. You're just prolonging the inevitables, all you're doing at this point. I look at it as the Islanders will not make the playoffs next year. What can they do in the offseason? They don't have any cap space. They have no, uh, with the exception of what, three or four players, no one that anyone around the league would even want on their team. And they're not, I mean, they're all young guys. Who's most, who, what players do you think the Islanders would potentially move to make the team better? They're going to try to move contracts off the books is what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to move some contracts. They're going to go ahead and try to move Josh Bailey. They're going to try to do things like that and free up some cap space to make, to make more efforts in the off season. Grumpy is what they're going to do. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I, I mean, I think I've been really clear and steadfast on my point. I don't waffle. I don't flip-flop. I tell you exactly what I feel, and it always comes true. We're never winning any, anything under Lou Lamarillo as GM. Never. Never freaking ever. Never. Well, before we get to that never. Show. Before we get to that portion of the show, today we're going to have a pro an impromptu question. When, when we have, you know, the listeners of the show calling in. Because we like to do the call-in shows. I know it's been a while since we've done our last one. And, Grumpy, we're going to have to have your undivided attention today. So that's going to be a lot of focus, Grumpy, we're going to need from you. Um, There's nothing on TV, so don't have to worry about that. No hockey games. <laughs> you know, you watching the next episode of Ted Lasso without the warden? No, I'm just giving you a hard time. But um, we're going to ask the question of, was this season a success, uh, man, or a failure? That's going to be the question we ask. What's the and question? Jesus Christ, Grumpy. I was just reading a comment that I can't wait to address. So, Well, what I think we're going to do, too, I'm going to try this with the comments. I, I think we're just going to try popping them up as they all come in. And if you see something you want to address, Grumpy, feel free and have at it. But we're going to try to stay as current as possible with the comments. Yeah, because I that's mean, good. Because I don't like it when people, reading everything comment-wise. Yeah, I don't like it when people don't get their comment i know and i know you're like that too you know if you comment on the show 
you absolutely, uh, we feel that, you know, you have a voice in this show sure. and we want to address it. And I hate when we go, you know, if we get long winded or whatever, we wind up, you know, not doing a, a two thirds of the comments, maybe because there's a lot of comments. So, you know, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. We're, what we're trying to do something new because we do want everyone to get their voice heard. Long story short. Sure. Yeah. And, and I think that's right. Grumpy. Um, I'm just trying to edit one thing here. Perfect. Um, but yeah, it, it's so the question, the question of our podcast and our show today, when we have people calling in will be, was this season a success, a meh or a failure? You've got three options. And you know, when you call in, I want you to state your case as to why was this successful? Why was it a meh of a season and, or why was it a failure? Right. Maybe we're the only ones who think that this season was a failure. Maybe people are happy with the results that we've seen. I know. Are we you going to be putting out one of those scientific polls also? Sure. We could put out a very scientific poll. You got to give me a second order to get that put up. Um, no problem. But Grump, you know, we, we, we saw a little bit of, it looks like Lou Lamarillo is coming back. Um, some people are looking at this as a positive. Um, some people are thinking he's going to come that. back, but it's part of a, it's part of a, um, a transition plan. That's why he's coming back, but they're going to transition away from him. You know, if, if Lou Lamarillo comes back, let's say he signs a two or three year extension. Do you think it's like a transition plan to where one year is a GM and the next few years, he's the president of hockey, hockey ops. What type of plan do you think they're going to put in place here for Lou Lamarillo? Uh, or are they just going to give him full reign and full control of everything? If you're not bringing in an assistant now, you're foolish. It's foolish. We've been I've been calling for that for the last couple of years. Bring in an assistant to work underneath him to find out. This way, you bring in an assistant, he can assess the talent on his own. You know what I'm saying? So, And you want somebody that can hit the ground running. Not somebody who's got to come and say, okay, well, I'm really not familiar with the players and the dynamic and blah, 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 blah. You want to have somebody who comes in, hit the ground running, so he knows, you know, who we can move off this team, who we can't. I mean, you know, as far as I'm concerned, we can move just about everybody, and it wouldn't hurt the team. Uh, you know, as long as you get something back. I mean, we don't have any superstars on this team, couple, who, you know, are stars in this league, but that's it. Really, just a couple. And, you know, we can make improvements in every single area of the Islander franchise, every area. So will they do that? I don't know. They should have already done it. You're starting to see Islander fans get excited about and looking at what what, I'll tell you. They're gonna they're getting excited about that. Brock Besser has been listed as available, and so is Clayton Keller. Whoop de doo. Islander fans are starting to get excited. Are they viable options? What do you have to trade? Again, what is of value to other organizations? that they're going to be willing to trade. First of all, why didn't you trade for Brock Besser in season? You gave up all that. You couldn't have added a little something else to get Brock Besser from Vancouver for a bigger part of the deal. You chose not to do that. So now you want to start another deal that you can lose to Vancouver. It's just dumb. Clayton Keller. Okay. He's pretty good on a bad team on a really bad team. We don't know what he'd be like in New York. What happens when you go from a smaller environment to a bigger one? What happens? What happened with Bo Horvat? I mean, 
it's well, it's Bo tough Horvat was used work. differently. Bo Horvat, uh, here's the thing. Bo Horvat had a lot of points in Vancouver is because he played the Anders Lee role and stood in front of the net on the power play and got a whole bunch of those redirection and dump <laughs> and little little effort goals in front of the net. He didn't play that same spot for the Islanders and you saw the results weren't there. I just for me again, what do we have to offer that somebody wants? Because you got to give to get. This isn't a fancy uh, you know, football trade where, you know, I'm going to give you something on the, the shit on the back of my bench. Oh, like this, we're going to give you the shit on the back of my bench, uh, you know, for, for Connor McDavid, you know, I just, it's just not realistic. I now, mean, this was something you sent me grumpy because there are multiple fans who are talking about Clayton Keller and now Brock Besser because they're both listed to be on the move. I don't think we have any interest in Brock Besser. Exactly. Right. We traded with Vancouver less than six months ago. And uh, we didn't acquire Brock Besser then when we were trying to make a postseason push and a push for a legitimate chance at a Stanley Cup. I, I doubt that we're going to look at and entertain that as a serious option in the offseason. But uh, Clayton Keller's name continues to get passed around. And, and Grumpy, you sent me this one. It was by Phil's facts, Grumpy. But, uh, but people are throwing out their ideas and thoughts as to how we would be able to acquire Clayton Keller. Okay. Clayton Keller, 24 years old. I like Clayton Keller. Good player would help us on the offensive end, but look who you're trading away. Josh Bailey. Why would Arizona want him? William DeFore can't skate. He's an afterthought. Another draft pick. Let's just give those away. And Noah Dobson, your best overall defenseman. You, it's funny. I read an article uh, in the athletic where they talked with some of the guys you know, we struggled against Carolina because our defensemen can't move the puck out of the zone. Well, who's the only guy who's capable of carrying the puck out of the zone or making a stretch pass out of the zone? It's Noah Dobson. None of the other guys has that ability. So you want so the one guy that we have who can actually get the puck out of the zone is the guy that we want to trade. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. To me, it doesn't. I just again, you're giving up on a kid who's 22 years old, just uh, 23. Just turned 23 years old, a defenseman who's just going to get better. 50 point score the last couple of years, right? I just, I'm, I'm a big no on that. Again, why do you want to get rid of, why would you want to continue to get rid of young pieces? Like I said, I don't think the four will make the league unless he skates better. Maybe he works on it this offseason. He's what, 21 years old? Dobson's 23, a second round pick going to be what 17 18 years old and josh bailey who cares for one guy who's not going to turn your team around just not he's clayton keller's a good player he's not a marquee guy he's not he's not i like him but does is he a guy who blows your skirt up he doesn't do it for me does he blow your skirt? Oh, yeah, and I'm I'm not at all on board with parting ways with Noah Dobson. I feel like I feel like Phil was just trying to gaslight me at that point. Um. <laughs> and then you know I, he also went on and he all these guys we should sign sign Mayfield back. I'm like, oh stop well, again. You, so you wanted to sign a third? You want to sign a 31 year old back to a a long term extension? And you want to sign Pierre Engball back for four years, three and a half per? It's like, stop, stop, pump the brakes on that. Stop re-signing. You want to know why we're in cap jail? Because we keep on signing guys who are on the upper end of age 
to long-term deals. Just stop. Just stop it. Because every year we're in cap jail. Every, we don't have cap money. Well, here's the thing. If you sign up a bunch of guys to contracts now for long-term extensions, the guys in their 30s, guess what you're doing? You're just extending the cap jail period. At some point, you just got to cut the cord and say, hey, enough with that. We need a full rebuild. That's where we're at, in my opinion. Most fans have already at the spot where it's our team is closer than we think. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that Carolina beat the Devils, right? It's been a while since we've gone on last, but Carolina finished off the Devils. And hey, if the Islanders beat Carolina, they then probably then we don't beat Carolina. We don't beat Carolina. We never beat Carolina. Big deal. It's like saying, hey, if we beat the Russian national team in 1980, uh, you know, it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. We don't beat Carolina. Carolina's too good for us. They're hurt. And guess what? Carolina's young. And they're loaded with talent in the minors. Loaded. Carolina's going to be on top for a long time. The Devils are going to be on top for a long time. The Rangers are going to be on top. You know who's not going to be on the top? The Islanders. We're an old team. We do not make playoffs next year. Buffalo. Buffalo will make the playoffs. One or two moves for Buffalo. They're there. But most, most fans are at the spot where they're trying to say, okay, gotcha. This is the way that we could salvage the current situation and the current ship that we're in. I just got the very scientific poll posted as to what we thought about the season too. So, you know, a lot of fans are in a spot where they still think that, hey, we can we can write this ship. Um, but to get back to the point, they were saying, and I think the reason why, though, Grumpy, is the Islanders lost to the Hurricanes. Yes, that is true. But hey, if the Islanders beat the Hur- they played a lot of close games. Think about how many one goal games there were in that get in that series, Grumpy. And if maybe we got some puck luck and things went our way, Grump, you know, we did get puck luck. We did get puck luck. They had anti ranting goal who like ball that how many pucks go in through his body. You can't ask for better puck luck than that for goaltenders that let pucks multiple pucks go in right through their body, right through their body. Single-handedly won the Islanders a couple of games because he can't stop a puck shot right at him. They bring in their starter, end of series. End of series. Stop. When you have to depend on puck luck, guess what? It means your team isn't good enough, right? That's what it says. We got to get lucky and hope that they're really banged up next year, not missing three of their top six forwards. So we have to, you know, how much how much more luck can you possibly have? They're missing three of their top six forwards, a backup goalies in there, and still you got beaten six games. I stop, stop, never beating Carolina, never beating Carolina. Well, the the thing the thing that kind of had brought it up though, Grumpy, was hey, so many close games. If the Islanders just had a little bit of different fate, though, you know. We could have beaten the Hurricanes, and hey, with how easy the Hurricanes handled the Devils, well, we would have beat the Devils too. And guess what? We'd be playing the Florida Panthers in the next round of the playoffs, so we would have had an easy run right to the Stanley Cup Finals, Grumpy. I wanted to address a comment. No, no, okay, Grumpy, Grumpy, that's not how we got it. Okay, I'm going to star the I, ones I want, but please respond back in just normal normal conversation. Oh, okay. I was going <laughs> to just tell Rick Roma that, no, this is not the latest TJ's ever been. No. 
and I know we do want to talk about comments, so Grumpy. What were your thoughts on we, the comments that I just went ahead and, and, and statement I made, Grump? This is why we cannot post live stream comments with you because you don't listen to what we say. You said to me, <laughs> what you said to me was that to comment on anyone that you pop up that you want to talk about. You said that. That's ex- those were the words right out of your mouth. So, I so you, don't, you don't have anything to say about the Islander fans who were thinking that we could be in the Stanley Cup finals because of how everything transpired. You have nothing to say about that. Nothing I at all. Get, I want them to send well, me what nothing to think about that. I want them to send me what they're smoking because it ain't happening. I, I, If you really think the Islanders are a team that's a threat to contend for a Stanley Cup, I can't help you. I can't help you. We're so far from being a Stanley Cup contender. We are barely contenders for a playoff spot. That's where this organization is. Barely contender. If it wasn't for Ilya Sorokin, we don't make the playoffs. Sure. Uh, uh, period. Period. End of sentence. End of story. I like this by Andre. He says, is Lou still in Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat? Let's talk about that. Lou Lamarillo and Lane Lambert still have not come out and spoken yet to the press and to the media. I don't understand it. I, honestly, I don't understand it. Mm. It's baffling to me. Maybe I, I why not? Is this organization such a great place that we don't need to talk to the fan base? How are you selling? What are you selling season tickets on next year? Hey, our team, we, we you know, we're, we're put, bringing the band back together. We're going to have a healthy Matt Barzal. We saw what he can do. Bo Horvat and a healthy Matt Barzal. It's just all the same, just the pecking orders. But I like this from Charles. It says, TJ and Lou don't feel like they have to be on time to speak to the fan base. Oh, my there you God. Go. That's very true, Charles. Oh, very true. Man. But yeah, you know, with I don't know what they're going to try to sell them. I I do think that I do think I'll be honest with you. I do think the Islanders are going to make moves this offseason. I think they're going to go ahead. I think they're going to go ahead and sell off pieces. I think they're going to go ahead and try to get rid of Josh Bailey. They're probably going to have to give something up to get rid of him. So more draft capital out the window. Why? They want to free up cap space in order to add players. For what? Because we think we're going to win a cup. That's why we Grump. don't win any. We don't make any signings in the offseason. We don't mm. make any resignings in the offseason. We do not sign any free agents. We don't. You're going to bring Var- Varlamov come back three years, $3 million. I'm like, are you kidding? He should be year to year, $2 million tops. Because whatever your budget is for goaltending, let's say $9 million, Sorokin gets whatever, and Varlamov gets what's left over. Maybe seven and a half for, for Sorokin, one and a half for Varlamov. That's how you start limiting your uh, cap liabilities. You don't give 36-year-old backup goaltenders $3 million a year. You don't do it. It's stupid. It's why you don't have money. Because every time, well, we'll give this guy an extra million. Yeah, we know he's only worth 1.5. Let's give him three. He's been a good soldier. Zach Parise, let's bring him back. Let's give him another raise. Yeah, make it $2 million. Well, guess what? Cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. All that shit adds up at the end, right? It all adds up. And you know what it adds up to? More cap, more cap jail. That's all it adds up to. And who are you investing in? You're not investing in your young players because you don't have any of those. You're investing cash veterans is what you're investing it in. Mm. First thing that you know what if seriously, if they're serious about this team and cutting salary, you move Anders Lee. Eat half a salary. Just do it. Sure. 
And, you know, at, okay, then, <laughs> that would be admitting that, hey, we need to go ahead and, and overhaul what we've got in our team. It's just that simple. You know, it, I don't think under – if they re-sign back with Lamarillo, that's not the case. Rick, I did like this here because he says – he says, oh, if they start, you know, a three-year contract, you know, they're going to start rebuilding four to five years. They're going to start a four to five-year rebuild, seven, eight years away from being a contender again. No, I will go one step further. If Lou Lamarillo has control of this team for another three years, we are 10 to 11 to maybe 12 years away from being a real contender. Not when Lou, when not Lou Lamarillo leaves, think about it, that. When you're gonna have Even to, enter, you're, gonna have to enter, you're gonna have to enter a full-on rebuild once Lou Lamarillo. We're gonna have to enter a full-on rebuild anyway. If he's gonna be here another three years, it prolongs the rebuild for three more years. The rebuild's gonna take. If Lou has here another three years, the rebuild is gonna be a seven or eight-year rebuild. He's trying. You traded away the last four years' first-round picks. What are we gonna do? We're gonna be without a first-round pick for seven years in a row. That doesn't sound like a, a conducive a conducive recipe for success long term. What is ownership? Without a first round pick for seven years, Grumpy, that's going to be a long fucking rebuild. What's ownership thinking? Uh, You you can't do it for that many more years because all these guys are going to age out. I mean, okay, I keep on saying every year, don't re sign this guy, don't re sign this guy, don't re sign this guy. And they do. Sure. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I, I tell you, Grumpy, it's, you know, we're in a spot to where the team just. Believes still in the core, believes what they can do, and I just feel like we're at an impasse. I feel like some fans are feeling that too, right? Do you feel the island? Because the question really is for the fan base, which New York Islanders do you believe in more? Do you believe in the two Eastern Conference Finals, New York Islanders, or do you believe in the most recent two Islander seasons to where no postseason round victories? Which Islanders team do you believe in more? Do you think that, hey, if you believe in this most recent iteration of the Islanders where they didn't make the postseason last year, and this year they got bounced in the first round, you look at it and say, okay, the two years they went to the Eastern Conference Finals, there were extenuating circumstances that allowed them to do that. You had the bubble. You had a truncated season in 2020, which allowed your entire team to get rest, which allowed Adam Pellick to return back from that Achilles. In 2021, well, hey, you only had a 50-game regular season where you played teams like the Miserable Devils, teams like the Miserable Buffalo Sabres, teams like the the list goes on and on. They played a lot of bottom-tier NHL teams, you know, or do you believe that, hey, these last two years, we had just an unfortunate run in the schedule last year, and that's the reason we didn't make the postseason. And this year, if we would have had a healthy Matt Barzal and Adam Pellett, the whole team was healthy going to the playoffs. Everyone played on the Island team, played in the playoffs. You know who didn't? I'm giving you know the healthy? Carolina. I'm giving the scenarios, Grumpy. But maybe you believe this year, right? Well, the reason we weren't as successful as we, as we needed to be was Bo Horvat and Matt Borzal didn't have a chance to establish any chemistry, Grumpy. And, you know, that chemistry they're going to be able to establish next year, and they're going to be able to be the real, tr- the real true dynamo that we expected when we traded for him and we gave him that huge contract to be. Still can't beat a team with speed. Can't do it. Impossible. We're old and slow. Rick Rome, what do you think about this one? Spoiler in the finale, Ted Lasso steps down as head coach and names his son Fredo Lasso, head coach. Grumpy loved it. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I've said this to the warden. Okay, I'm uh, many episodes behind, so keep your mouth shut. 
Oh, no. Okay. Well, I could. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear what you think is going to happen, Grumpy. I don't want to hear it. So keep your keep your little yappa shut, Grumpy. That's a show that myself and the lovely Miss Page watch, but we're many many episodes behind. I don't care. Um, yeah. So you know, we're thinking about where where the team direction is. Um, I think Lou Lamarillo, based off of that article that Andrew Gross released, Lou Lamarillo is coming back. Right. I don't know if it looks like a, a transition plan is in place in some capacity. Um, I, I think that's the best case scenario now is that they're going to maybe give him a three-year contract, but two of those years are going to be spent as president of hockey operations and one year as GM. I don't know. I think the longer we say you have complete and ultimate control over the team and the roster, the worse the future gets, right? We, I did a little – I'm go ahead. I'll let you respond, Grumpy. Sorry. Has there ever been an older general, an older general manager in the history of any sport? No. Oh, I know it's in hockey. It's no. I haven't had a chance to scour through every single professional sport, but eighty years old is the oldest hockey general manager in the history. He's older than that now. He's older than that now. He's what eighty-one. It's got to be eighty-one. I mean. In dog years, he's like a hundred and he's like seven hundred and eighty years old. In dog years, the guy's freaking old. I'll I just pull this I, up here. I don't like this. Doug says, "What is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, and expecting different results." We've gotten worse and worse and worse every year. But this is something I think you'd find a little bit of interest from. Um, <laughs> okay, so he's the oldest, like by, by freaking far. By a long margin, yeah. He's the oldest general manager in hockey by at least three years old in the history of the sport. By at least three years. Okay, look at these teams. California Golden Seals. That old When Frank Selke got rid of that team, they freaking moved. That's how bad they were. Jim Rutherford, he was an interim guy. He was there for a couple – he doesn't even count. He was there, what, not even a, what, a month? Doesn't even count. There's the next failure on the list, Lou Lamarillo when he screwed up in Toronto. Cliff Fletcher. Maple Leafs, okay. How long was he there? Not too long. Ten months and seven days, I think. It's like, come on. What the heck? Muckler was was in his 60s, okay? So you're in totally, uh, uh, you know, uh, whatever. What do they say? Uncharted territory. That's it. Uncharted is the word. Uncharted territory. Totally. Totally. I just... It's honestly, it's mind-bogglingly stupid to keep him as the GM. Can you tell me what he's done that's his improved the quality of this team? What has he done? We've never won anything. Anything. You look at team two teams losing the playoff round, those coaches are gone. Those GMs are gone. You don't make the playoffs, gone. You squeak in and then you get rolled in the first round, gone. It's a what have what have you done for me today business? Sure. And, and guess what know. he's done for us? Nothing. He's turned us into an old to a retirement home. That's what where everybody collects social security on the roster. That's what he's turned us into. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, I did think this was I I it was funny because I was talking with you know hockey troll grumpy, the friend who does our friend who does the Washington Capitals podcast, and he was shocked too. He's like, how did Lou Lemarillo how is he gonna keep his job? How is he going to get offered a contract extension after this most recent year's performance? And I was kind of shocked by it too, but uh, you look at how quick the turn. Think about it. 
Gerard Gallant, and head coaches are different than general managers, right? I'll preface that before we make this conversation. Gerard Gallant had, what do you make? The Eastern Conference Finals last year, made it to the postseason, but got kicked in the, got the boot in the first round. Canned. Canned. See you later. See you later. He's only, how long was he there as a head coach? Two or three years? Yeah. After coming off a successful run in Vegas. Sure. Yeah. But he's only a coach to get you so far. And that's then right. that's it. That's so right. they saw the writing on the wall. They said, great. Historically, he takes you to a certain point, can never win the big thing. And you've got to go ahead and find somebody else who can. And I and like they've, Ger- they've determined to do that. And I like Gerard Gallant. I do. I like him a lot. But he's not a guy who's going to win you Stanley Cup. Just not. No, he'll he'll allow a team, a young team like that, to be competitive. He'll allow a team to to go ahead and fire all in the same way too, and to kind of get an us first them mentality. He is very good at doing that, and you know, for young teams, usually that helps. But he he's not a cup guy. What's Lamarillo's biggest failure as a GM? Uh, here's the thing, and it's a just something he does. He does it all the time. And it's the big to me, it's the biggest failure because it limits what you can do. Giving people no trade and no move clauses. If they love it here so much, you shouldn't have to give them a clause like that. But you know why? That's the only thing that they look for. That's the only thing that they look for is no trade, no move clauses because they love playing there. Wouldn't you love, wouldn't if you're a player, wouldn't you love playing there that there's no competition for your spot? We're not going to bring any young guys in to compete for your spot. You're cemented in. You live in a nice area. Everyone lives in the same area. The cul-de-sac crew, as I call them, they all live together. They all have a they all yucking it up, and they don't have to produce anything. Wouldn't that is that great for a professional athlete? To me, a professional athlete should be scared for losing his job every single day. That's how most professional athletes are. You're right. They're afraid to lose their job every day. Exactly right. That's that's the way it should be. Not I'm saying, oh, I'm petrified. But you know what? Competition brings out the best in everyone. It does. And you listen to some of the islands like, oh, you listen to Bailey. I can't believe this. What's going on here? Why? You've sucked for years. Somebody finally told you, guess what? You're not playing here. I, and he's like, what? What is this? I've been here for this many years. What do you mean I'm not playing? Why shouldn't I be on the first line? I, it, it's ridiculous. It's sad. Mm. Sorry. Well, well, let's do this, Grumpy. I'm going to go ahead and read today's ad. And then once we do that, we're going to open up the phone lines. Um, but today, we've got a sponsor from DraftKings and, I believe, Raycon, Grumpy Old Man. Raycon. Grumpy. You love yourself some little Raycon headphones, don't I do you? Like, I do like Raycon. Okay, give me one second here. Shit. Um, crap, I lost it. Okay, here we go. Perfect. Oh, fuck. No, they keep screwing everything up. Anyway, today's podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbooks. Um, right now, new customers can make a $5 bet or a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly, right? So, hey, if you just put one boat bet down, you could say, hey, I'm betting the Florida Panthers to lose to the Carolina Hurricanes in six. You can put any type of bet down you want. $5 bet, you get $150 in bonus bets instantly, right? So, hey, not bad, Grumpy, not bad at all. 
You're playing with, I mean, you're playing with house money at that point. I think it's literally the definition. You're playing with house money. But download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with promo code THPN. New customers, new customers can make a $5 bet, a $5 hockey bet, and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. And again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, please look in the description below or at the details below where you'll find resources and people you can go ahead and reach out to. Um, and also, we've got our ad. It's an updated ad, I believe, Ooh. Grumpy Old Man. Raycon? Buy from, one, get one free? To read from Raycon. Oh, it's the same shit. It's from Raycon there, Grumpy. Um, let's face it. With coffee starting at $5, and yes, even without any customization, and our bank accounts somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but they're priced differently, solely based on the brand name. So a good dupe or duplicate, or good duplicate or dupe, is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. Only dupe that you definitely shouldn't sleep on is Raycon's wireless earbuds. Raycon is a premium audio brand at the price point at a perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want when you want without breaking the bank. Um, you know, Raycon's mission is to prove that uh, you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for you know quality sound and the essential smart tech uh, the essential smart technology and listening features. Um, you can get a pair and a spare. You can still pay less than what you would for some of these other more big name tech brands out there. And Raycon knows, right? Um, and Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options. And right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return policy as well, return guarantee. And uh, they offer two years of product protection insurance just for a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping um, and flat fee, uh, flat fee international shipping. They've got over 50,000 five-star reviews, Grumpy. 50,000. Isn't that great? They go ahead and get everybody to write five-star review for them. But, uh, you know, the headphones have got the earbud tap functionality noise isolation awareness mode and they've got right there water resistant and sweat resistance grumpy old man oh, that's good but go to buyraycon.com slash thpn today to get 15 percent off your raycon order again that's buyraycon.com slash thpn and score 15 percent off buyraycon.com slash thpn grumpy raycon raycon get your favorite your headphones from raycon Okay, I'm. We're gonna try. We have not had a call-in show, and it feels like eons. It has so been eons. It may be a little rusty. We may be a little rusty here. I'm gonna go ahead and open up. We're gonna fire up the old. Hold on, before we do this, uh, we're gonna fire up the old call number. Please know we're gonna probably get about 10, 15 some odd calls all the time. So if you are calling in and cannot get in and getting rejected, just please know that I'm not turning your phone call away. We will be picking up all the calls. And then once all the calls are picked up, boop, we'll end the show. But please be patient. Please be cognizant that it's going to take a while to get to all the calls. But we'll open up the phone lines. You can see that up in the top left at 318-608-2245, their telephone number. Yeah, but so let's continue. Yeah, because oh, TJ doesn't have like a – we don't have a phone bank where, we, okay, put this one on hold, this one on. So when you hear a call winding down, and I will have to put the people on the buzzer. I will. I can feel it. And <laughs> then when you hear that, then the next person can call. 
I did like this. Meepo Palm wants to know, how is the bottled water situation? Is the fridge stocked? Yeah, it is. I'd stock it myself, of course. You know how that it's, goes. It's You know, you got a useless Sun X who doesn't help out. You know, I do nothing but help this guy out. And, I, you know, he says he's going to fill up the refrigerator with water. He doesn't do it. He drinks the last of the cold water and then doesn't fill it up. I don't know what's um, the deal with that. Hey, you're live here with TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Who do we have calling in? Hey, guys, this is Goon Goon. What's up, Goon Goon? How are you, man? Yeah, it's good to finally speak to you guys. It sounds, sounds like you got, your, you got your, your hand over your nose. What, do you got a cold? What, do you got a cold? Sounds like he's got a cold. Yeah, I have, I have a little bit of a cold uh, nowadays. Sorry about that, guy. <laughs> I understand. I know how it works. <laughs> but, Listen, guys, uh, we're just... Uh, Let's just like cut the crap and get down to it. Uh, do you think the Islanders uh, are they going to poach anyone from the uh, Coyotes? Nope. Do nothing. They're going to do nothing. No, Maybe no. they'll pick up a defenseman. Like... Okay. Yeah, I don't... Okay. Well, I also, also want to ask uh, Grumpy. Back in your younger days, uh, would you ever consider uh, posing for Playgirl magazine? <laughs> yeah, I did, but they didn't want me. So. <laughs> um, Gungu, we've got, we've got a question for you, Gungu. I want to know about this season. Sure. Was this season a success, a meh, or a failure? What would you classify this season as, and why? Yeah, I'm gonna go. It was a, it was a complete fart failure. <laughs> why was it a failure? Because yeah, I mean, well, because you could see during the during the regular season, it was just ridiculous that their power play was horrible, uh, stupid penalties. And it just got worse and worse as it went to the playoffs. That's true. I mean, like the, the year, I mean, like you agree with us. I mean, the year is, it's been underwhelming to say the least, Gungun, an underwhelming year for the New York Islanders and continuing to say, we want to offer a new contract to our general manager after two underwhelming seasons in a row. I wish I had the support that Lou Lamarillo does, I guess, from our ownership group. That's for certain. I agree. The only thing that I got that I found to be very, very fun was uh, seeing uh, Grumpy's blood boil as the uh, season got further and further away from us. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. <laughs> oh, man. The good old days of Grumpy getting all angry and aggravated. But, Goon Goon, thank you so much for the call in today, sir. Is there any other questions you've got for the Grumpy Old Man while you've got him here? He only gets one question. Yeah. Well, no, wait, just, just one last thing I want to say. Uh, grumpy, uh, Bridgeport sucks, Bridgeport sucks, Bridgeport sucks. <laughs> yeah, they do. They suck. There it is. They suck, they suck, they suck. Thanks so much, Goon Goon. Thanks for Thank calling. You. Thank you, guys. Keep up the keep up the good work. All right, thanks. Call from... Frank from Empire. Hey, what's up, Frank? You're here live with TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. How are you, buddy? Good. How are you doing? We're alive. We're kicking it. Uh, let me ask you this. Was the season a success, a meh, or a failure? I'll definitely say a meh at best. <laughs> a meh at best. <laughs> but, yeah. But, you know, I mean, we got hot a little bit at the end. And, yeah, we made the playoffs and didn't get far. But, I don't know. For me personally, my kid got to see some good hockey. So, I was glad about that. Uh, maybe it's a mistake making her a future Islander fan. I don't know, but <laughs> she seemed to like it. But I really wanted to say, <clears throat> and I'm hoping I'm right, I believe if Lou was going to be the GM, I think they would have announced it already. 
So I'm praying they're, they're looking for a GM and they're going to move him upstairs. So okay. I, I don't know. I hope I'm right, but we'll okay. see, I guess. For me, uh, when Andrew Gross, who's, you know, legitimate uh, newspaper man, comes out and says that, that's a done deal. That's the way I look. Yeah. At he's not, he's I not know. You're probably right, Grumpy, but. I hope he's, I hope he's right, wrong, I, Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he's wrong. You know, sometimes these big guys, uh, I don't know if it was Aaron Rodgers, or something happened in one of the other sports, and, and the guy was wrong. So I'm praying it's that. But why wouldn't they announce it already then? You know, it makes no sense unless they want to torment us fans, which uh, could be. <laughs> well, if they don't announce who the GM and the coach is going to be till the middle of August, then they have an excuse not to sign any players. And then they'll say, well, you know, we didn't even announce the coach and GM were coming back till August. How do you expect us to get no players for this team? Well, I will say this. We're definitely going to know at the NHL draft. When they're walking out there, who's going to go ahead and present, right? Well, no, hey, maybe we're going to have somebody different walk out. We won't see Lamarillo. Maybe we'll see Chris walk out there during Why? the game. We, oh don't even, my God. we don't even have to have a table. We don't have any picks. Oh, that's right. Foolish me. Foolish me. Oh, my God. It, it's painful. You see all these teams with all this young talent and – and that's why I keep thinking, you know, I, I have my company, I'm in business. You got to, especially in today's world, you got to be smart. There's so much competition everywhere. I'm praying that Malkin, who's the real owner, he, he sees that this is, they're, they're just, he's going to do another devils. He's going to freaking kill us. So I'm hoping Malkin's like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not stupid. I'm not investing all this money. I got this building. We got to make changes. You've had enough, you have enough chances there. It's time to go to a retirement home and get the hell out of here or, or go upstairs and make believe you have a job, and, you know, because they got to do something. This is this is getting scary because all the other teams, like you said, Grumpy, are, are stocked with talent on the team and in the minor leagues. And we 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 have we have slim pickings, bottom of the barrel. Very true. <clears throat> and one good thing, Frank, is I'm glad your daughter is starting to love hockey and that's going to be great for you as a dad. And I, I envy you uh, having her go to games. Uh, I can't tell you how much, how great it was. Like lifetime memories for sure, a thousand percent. All right, Frank, get off. We got more people coming. On. <laughs> hey, okay. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks so much for doing a great show. I look forward to it every week. God bless. All right. Take care. God bless you, Frank. Thanks so thanks, much for guys. calling. Thank you. Call from Dave. Hey, what's up here? You're live with TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Who do we have calling in? Dave from Comac. What's hey, Comac. I listen to your show all the time. Oh, fantastic. Thank, thanks for always listening, Dave. Let me ask you, was this season a yep. success, a meh, or a failure? It's a total failure, and I think that Ledecky needs to sell the team. I read something online on all things Islanders. Ledecky, at one time or another, owned a, a minority ownership in the Capitals, and when they built the Verizon Center, he uh, sold his stake in the Capitals. And uh, this one guy online thought the same thing was going to happen with uh, the Islanders, that Ledecky is only in it temporarily. He's going to eventually sell the team. And I'm saying to myself and many other fans that I've, uh, uh, when I spoke on the fan, FAN and on uh, ESPN radio, that uh, Ledecky should sell the team now. If he's not going to, the whole team needs to be rebuilt from the ground up. I don't think Sorokin is that great. Too many open nets wide open net uh, losses and he needs to fire Lamarillo and Ledecky and start from scratch rebuild the team. If he's not willing to do that, then he needs to sell the team. 
Sell the team. Now, you, know, you said Sorokin, you feel like, leaves too many open opportunities and chances. Let me ask you about So, I mean, like, too you... Too far right of the net, too far left, too far right. Yeah. Well, I, you would admit, though, right? You have he, to watch the YouTube videos to see what I'm talking about. You look see how look how far out of the net. Well, he's too far to the left, too far to the right, and too far out. Half the time, he doesn't know where the puck is, like in the playoff. When accidentally uh, one of the Islander players, I think it was Nelson, if I'm not mistaken, or uh, Bailey, accidentally batted the puck the wrong way, and, and Ledecky, uh, what am I saying? Uh, uh, Sorokin didn't even know where the puck was. Yeah, that's Aho just went ahead and smacked that thing back towards the net. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's just one of those fluky situations. It's not one you like to see, but, you know, it's one of those he probably wants back, but, you know, there's only but so much. Is, there's just too many open net goals that I've seen on, on the YouTube highlights, and I've made up my mind a long time ago based on what I saw. And Danielle McCarta, I think her name is on the fan, tends to agree with me. Yeah, you know what? I look at the YouTube highlights and I see him making saves that no one else makes. So you give up a goal here or there because you overcommit. Well, you know what? He makes how many saves because of his athleticism going side to side. Sorokin's not the reason why we lost to Carolina. Carolina's just a better team than we are. The other um, thing is I think Horvath needs to go. I think you should, tra- you should trade him for some draft picks and the same thing with Barzell. I think if you traded both those guys, it'd be a more balanced team you'd have uh, but a uh, much younger team with a lot of speed like the Devils uh, and Florida have. Dave's, Dave's ready. Hold on. Dave's ready to blow it all up. Blow he's saying, up. get rid of get rid of Matty B, even though he's got that contract. You're going to get rid of Bo Horvat. Get rid of Sorokin. Because he takes too many penalties that are stupid penalties. And and he doesn't score any goals. And he's one-dimensional. He can only – he plays, I think, uh, on right wing, if I'm not mistaken. He can't be interchangeable with Horvat. And Horvat is basically a stud. He hasn't really – he didn't score any goals in the playoffs except for one goal. You must be joking. He's just made like he lost whatever he had when he came to the Islands. Like the Islands is their dumping ground for old players that are over the hill. <laughs> that have lost their expertise when they come to you. Yeah, past their expiration. Like the <laughs> it's right, past their expiration, like the Yankee players. Uh, the only thing is it's real tough to move players who have eight year and nine and seven and eight year extensions. Really, really. I have tough. to disagree. This is what you do. You take those players and you tell them we're gonna send you to a contender for the cup, right? And you're gonna waive your no trade clause. Watch how fast they leave the Islanders as they go into a contender that's gonna win, uh, has a good chance of winning the cup. Then you'll get your draft picks you need, and the Islanders will be much better off in the long run. But other teams have to have the cap space to absorb a contract like that, and that's 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 where I think the Unless issue is. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, Florida, or the Devils, I bet you any of those three teams will have the capital and the draft picks that the Islanders need, and it's washed once, you, once you've done that. Yeah, we'd have to take on some bad bad, bad, bad uh, contracts back in return. But you're right, that's that's a full-on commitment to the rebuilding. If they get draft picks, why would there be uh, any bad contracts to take back? Because it well, doesn't work monetarily. Yeah. No, team, no team is like, if you're saying moving uh, – Horvat, that's eight and a half million dollars on a, somebody's cap. Nobody has eight and a half. Not a contender doesn't have eight and a half million dollars worth of cap space. You're going to have to free up some cap. The Rangers space might. But, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dolan might. They have twelve million. In Even cap though I hate the Rangers. Yeah, but the Rangers have twelve. The Rangers have twelve million in cap space, and they got to resign a bunch of guys too. I just don't think it's feasible. They just got rid of their, 
Tereshenko and the, the Kane. They're yeah, UFAs. They don't even count. They're UFAs. Yeah. They're not going to sign them back. They have $12 million. They got to sign Keandre Miller back. They have to sign yeah. a goalie. They got to sign a couple of defensemen. But it's true that because of what Lou has done, the Islanders have no more draft picks left. Well, that's yeah, true. That's, that's, that's true. Yeah, you're preaching to the choir there. <laughs> I just think it's harder to move guys. So, and essentially, you know what my prediction is? The Islanders, like you said, uh, I think it was a week and a half ago, or a week you said that this team is not going to make the playoffs for the next 10 years. And you know what? I'm starting to agree with you, although I thought in the beginning it was five to seven years, because it's going to take that long to be able to tank in order to get draft picks that they need the Rangers had when the Rangers didn't make the playoffs for five years. True. Yeah. Well, what, the, it might, what the Islanders should do, every every fan should root for them to lose so that you get rid of Lamarillo, you get rid of the coach, and you go into a sincere rebuild. Well, thank They're dumb. They, those fans are still going to pay, as long as Ledecky sees fannies in the seats, so to speak, uh, that's all he's after because he wants a return on his investment. He got his building. He doesn't care between me and the lamppost. Well, th- and uh, that's it. Thanks, yes. Dave. Thanks so much, Dave. Thanks so much for the call, my friend. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, hey, a full-on rebuild, uh, you know, is what eventually we're going to need. So why avoid the Christmas rush, Grumpy, right? But you see what we've been doing the last couple of years. Again, just continuing to sign guys to long-term deals. It's like, you know what? A year and a half ago, I said, hey, half three-quarters of the team is contract expires in two years. And what do they do? They just start re-signing those guys who don't win anything. They're just ham and eggers. We don't have any star talent on this team. You got Matt Barzell, you got Sorokin, and maybe Dobson. That's it. That is it. Yeah, and uh, I saw a few comments that I liked too, Grumpy, when we were, we were, we were responding there and had a few call-ins. I do like this by Phil. How are you going to explain to your son or nephew why your team sucks and <laughs> why they suck so bad? Well, let me tell you a little story here. <laughs> that's that's the best way to put it because, you know, we're going to be bad for a long time with the way it's currently set up. And Harry, do not – you're not alone, Harry. We have been kicked from some of those uh, sites or some of those groups as well. Our voices have been silenced at times too. But, Fan, hey. Fanboy groups. You're, you're here with TJ and a Grumpy Old Man. Who do we have calling in? Hey, TJ and Grumpy, what's going on? It's Alan from Charlotte. How are you? What's up, Alan? Oh, Grumpy, this is your hometown. This hey, is I'm from Charlotte. Grumpy. Hey, what's going on? A um, couple of comments. First of all, as far as your question is concerned, an abject failure. Absolutely. This is a meaningless season for a team that's old, boring, and going nowhere with none of their young kids improving. So that's the start. Um, I like you guys. I go on a couple of these websites, uh, these blogs, and just to gauge the temperature of the Islander fans. And I truly believe there's a good portion of this fan base that look back to the 80s, that look back to the 90s and the early 2000s, even the mid-2000s, and are more than satisfied just making the postseason yep. and going out uh, and not making the playoffs for 20 years. And I think that's the big problem with this fan base for the most part. And that's why Luce seems to get a pass because he's rather he'd rather just buy and buy and buy and not even look two to three years down the line. And I think there's a good portion of this fan base who just wants to make the playoffs. And that's pretty sad. 
Yeah, I, I don't disagree, and that's that's always been the problem here. It's gonna. I I I can't find a couth way to say this, but the fan base is there. They will accept being essentially losers. Yes. Is is the nicest way Absolutely. I think I can put it. Just making the post like this year, there will be fans out there who will say this year is a success. Think about how much hard and effort the team had to put in to make the postseason and claw their way back in when we were missing Matt Barzal and Adam Pellick. This season was a success because of that. Even though we finished, you know, with the seventh spot and the wild card and got booted in the first round of the postseason, this year was a success. And I just, yeah, I, yeah, Thank it, you. it makes no sense. It, it makes no sense, and I agree with you guys, and that's why I like your show. I actually truly believe also that a lot of these beat writers, the Grosses and the Kevin Curses, I think they're just petrified of like confronting Lou and asking him hard questions. I mean, they're afraid that their credentials are going to get pulled. I mean, Lou Lamarillo has traded four first-round picks in a row, and this team still can't score. It's unbelievable, and he gets a pass. I mean, you look at the Rangers, and I despise the Rangers, but I got to give their, their their upper management credit. I mean, Gerard Gallant is going to take this team so far, but again, they lost in the first round of the Devils, and they knew that they needed a new voice. The problem with this fan base and this upper management is they're looking at Lou Lamarillo, a guy who hasn't won in over two decades, and they truly believe that he's the savior for this franchise, it makes absolutely no sense to me. I mean, I, I truly don't believe that he really understands what a top six forward in 2023 is anymore. I mean, he thinks that Anders Lee is that guy. He thinks that Bo Horvath's that They're just not. There's no speed. They don't control the play. And as you mentioned, they have one guy in their top six who controls the play, and that's number 13. And I know he gets destroyed by a lot of the fan base, but look at the crop that he's been playing with year yep. after year after year. That's 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 typical, I'd say, and I'll let you respond to this too, Grum. I think it's typical for most fan bases. They look at the guy who's the most talented and say, oh, but you, you do this and that and, and show these moments of brilliance. Why can't you show that all 82 games of the season, every single shift you're out there. Come on, man. I've seen you do it before. I expect you to do that every single shift. Well, it's because they're not Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's just as simple as it is. But Grumpy, I'll let you respond to. Yeah, I agree, uh, Alan, with what you're saying about, and I've mentioned on the show before, the majority of the fan base has watched the Islanders be a loser franchise for the greater part of 30, 40 years now, right? So to them, just you know, being a team that's in a playoff hunt is a success. It's a successful season. It shouldn't be. They need to retrain the fan base. Honestly, the goal is not to squeak into the playoffs. The goal is to win a Stanley cup. And that's, I, I just, I, his thing. I just don't think that the fans feel that way. The majority. And I've, I've talked to Islander fans and they're just freaking delusional. Honestly, a lot of them, I'm like, you know, here's the thing. I'm not getting any younger. You know, the longer I, the longer it goes, we're bad. The less chance I have ever seen the Islanders win a cup again. Grumpy, you saw your last Islander Cup. That I was probably back in the eighties. Unless I buy one, you know, a, a Islanders Cup like a mug. Here's here's your Islander Cup. That's it. <sighs> and ahead. one final comment in what I would do, and I listened to Phil's facts last week, and uh, <laughs> some of his points I agree with. I, I know he's not the end all. Trust me, some of his points 
I wonder if he's actually banging his head against the wall. Like he thinks that Pierre Engvall is a top six forward. He's not a top six forward for 75% of the teams in this league. Okay. Let me just leave it at that. But the only way this franchise gets better going forward is you have assets. And I'm not talking about the crap like Bailey and Lee, but you have a guy like Brock Nelson who's going into his 32nd year, uh, year 32 of his birthday. You trade him. You get so much for him, especially with what's going on in Colorado, knowing that Landis Scott will be on LTIR the whole next season. They'll have cap space. That team is in dire need for a second center. You go, you call him up, and you see, you know what? You want Nelson, we want Newhook, and we want one of your two top, uh, one one of your two power play type of defenseman, whether it's Samuel Gerrard or Byron Boehm, that's the type of trade you make to make this franchise somewhat feasible to take it to the next level. The problem is this GM has carte blanche to just buy, buy, buy 31, 32, 33-year-olds and giving him four to five-year contracts. It makes no sense, and it truly makes me think that these two owners, Ledecky and Malkin, they just want fans in the seats. They don't care how. And they want, they're looking at this as a business. They want fans in the seats. And you know what? In the next five years, I would not be surprised if they sell the franchise, honestly. Ooh. Well, thank, thanks so much, Alan. Thanks so much for the call in there, Alan. Thank you. No problem. Thanks. Grumpy, look, you've got you've got friends in Charlotte, Grumpy, who agree with exactly the same way the grumpy old man thinks. Looky there. See, uh, there are smart people out, even out there in the wilderness. There's smart people. <laughs> um, now you mentioned a few things talking about the boring hockey. Now, this is something I wanted to bring up. Well, Mike had mentioned that the hurricanes also play a boring style of hockey where they just throw the puck on that from weird angles and they just have stuff. What type of look is that, Grumpy? Really? They're like a damn buzzsaw out there. They're off. They were in the offensive zone the whole game. I don't know how that's boring. Yeah, they show throw pucks on the net. Yeah, guess what? Can't shoot. You can't score if you don't shoot. I'm oversimplifying his discussion, his argument. But Mike was bringing up that the the Hurricanes are no Edmonton Oilers or they're no Toronto Maple Leafs. They play a little bit more of a boring style of hockey, and that you know it's kind of he number one. You're seeing a lot of people are not big fans of the Kaniacs these days, Grumpy, because I, maybe it's because they continue to win games, but it's because they're, they're just they're a bunch of jerks. They're good. They're good. They're really good. No, they're the candy canes, Grumpy, and they're paper tigers. How many they're times do we good. hear this from people on this show, listeners of the show, people we've had on the show, that they're not real. They're paper tigers. They're the candy canes. They're good. They're, Carolina Hurricanes are good, they are. and they have a really good head coach. Phil came on the show and said that Rod Brindamore was a crappy coach. He absolutely did. He did. And and now he's waffle. Of course, like I said, if you listen to Phil long enough, he's, he's going to have an opinion that's going to be di- totally divergent on every single point within a couple of week period of time. Three, you know, I remember a month ago, blow the whole team up, sell everybody. Then he wants to keep everybody and just tinker. Now he wants to, it's just, you know, come on. My points, my, I always feel the same about the team. I never change. Ever. It's funny. You know, Dubas, the GM of Toronto, he he's out of it right now. He's not in contract with Toronto. And he said he wants to stay. And he says, everything's on the table. 
He said, if it, he wouldn't be doing his job, if he said that nothing was, you know, if uh, nothing was possible. And it made me think back to when Lamarillo said they would never even consider moving a backup goalie. We never even thought of that. That just shows his failure as a general manager. You have a guy, and I don't think Dubas is a great general manager, but you want to know what? He's saying everything's on the table. Sure. There are no, you know, anyone can get moved. We're going to explore every option in order to try to make this team better. Where yes. our team, oh, we didn't even consider trading a backup goal. Never, we would never. What? <laughs> Where'd that come from? Consider, yeah, exactly. But uh, that was another thing. And by the way, Alan, I have been mispronouncing his name for years, I guess. I've been calling him Alon Avatar, but it's Alan. Okay. What a shock, Grumpy. I've been mispronouncing Alan's name per the huge. Um, that's not a first. So, Alan, feel special that I've mispronounced your name for years, <laughs> just like everyone else. Um, but Don't Alan has mistake again. <laughs> right. Um, hey, like, when a guy calls you out, correcting you on his name, you better get it right from here on out. I know, I know. I heard that Brett Beatty was going to be coming up and said, hey, my name is Batty. Brett Batty is calling up. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, oh, shit. He mentioned about how all the Islander beat writers. I have got the feel from when we talk to people connected, we've talked to others, that you're right. People do just goose step with whatever the New York Islanders organization says because them stripping away your press pass is completely true. Them doing something like that is about as possible it's about as realistic as possible but they because they will strip you of your press pass they'll threaten to do that and for these people that's their livelihood the only people that could do that are the big ones like newsday newsday is it and maybe gross maybe and like gross, if they all were to make a unified front and do this holy shit you want to take the power back to the writers Make a unified effort. What are they going to do? Strip every single member's pe press pass? How is that different from anything right now? When's the last time we were able to talk about anybody? When's the last time we've heard from our, our fearless head coach and fantastic general manager? Won't even address the public. Gross is the one guy who could make that happen. The one guy he writes for Newsday. And you know what? If he strips you your press pass because you're asking tough questions, you just go to Bettman. And here's the thing. He has the power of the pen. Every day he should write, you know, like they used to have when uh, the Iranian hostage crashes, do, 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 you know, do, 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 do. It was uh, the show at the end of the, on, uh, I don't even know what the hell they call it now. 60 minutes. No, it's not 60 minutes. It's, it's rather if you're local news on channel seven, Americans, I don't know what the hell it's called. Long time since I heard it. Um, but you know, it's like day 63 of the hostage crisis, day four, 45, you know, all that stuff. That's what they, that's what he could do. Oh man. Hey, you're live here with teaching a grumpy old man. Who do we have calling in? Oh shit! Hold on a second. I I, I fumbled it, grumpy. I fumbled this. Shit. Nice job. You know, I told you there was going to be some some growing pains, grumpy. Come on now. Hey, can you hear us? You're live with teaching a grumpy old man. No, hold on. Let me try this here. Maybe he's a hey, I can hear him. I can hear him on my phone. Give me a sec here. Let me try this one more time. Third time's the charm. Hey, you're live here with TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Can you hear us now? TJ, TJ Grumpy Old Man, can you hear me? Yes, yes, we can hear you. I can you. hear you. Who, who do we have okay, calling in? Okay, great. Yeah, we got, we, we, got, we got some growing pains on your end for sure. There's something wrong with the connection. But um, my name is Marcus. I called you, oh, geez, at the, um, before the start of the, uh, the year when you were talking about uh, grading Lou in the offseason. And I gave Lou a B. And uh, if you remember, 
uh, my response was kind of measured in the sense that I gave him that B because we kind of skewed younger getting Romanov. Um, and I had said that if the team didn't perform and began to lose, that we should kind of take heart because we had a lot of young talent. And over the year, because of their injuries, I kind of liked what I saw from Watherspoon. Um, I liked Bulldog pretty much. Um, I did like um, Salvo too. I'm not sure why they just won't give him a chance to come up. So I think on the defense, uh, we do have some assets that we can move to get uh, younger. You know, I'd be totally fine if we traded one of Pelek or Kulak. I agree with you guys uh, that we definitely need to get younger at this point because I can see next year being a repeat of this year. So I'm definitely in your camp. Um, the team has just gotten older, and I just don't see how we can improve upon what we did this year going into next year, especially with that goaltender the Buffalo Sabres have picked up, that young kid, I forgot his name. I did want to say a couple of things. Um, to your point, TJ, uh, you were questioning about people in their 80s managing teams. Uh, Connie Mack did it with the Kansas City Royals, and I think Tony LaRusa, if I can't, I, I, I might be off a couple of years because Lou is old, but I know Connie Mack in the mid-2000s. I, I think he was over 80 um, for the Connie, Royals. Connie, Connie Mack, the, difference, the thing with Connie Mack, he, owned, he oh. owned the Philadelphia Athletics back in the day. And that's why he was managing GM for 50 years. And they suck. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they that's why they yeah. want to move into Kansas City. I'm just saying there's precedent. But um anyhow, uh I did want to say that as far as the season has has been, I would call it an abstract failure. And you want to know, I expected more from the 50th um anniversary for me personally. I expected uh a much nicer 50th logo. I don't know what the hell that was that they came out with that 50 on their jerseys was pathetic. And then on top of it, I had a really bad sinking feeling uh, during the uh, inaugural game when we, when they flashed to, I think it was Ralph Macchio and uh, John Tonelli and they were ringing a cowbell and that didn't go very well. And I was like, yeah, that's not a good sign. It's just not going to be a good year. And it proved out to be kind of like your other caller. It made a year. It, 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 it left a lot to be desired. Anyways, I love you guys. Keep up the good work. And um, I listen to you faithfully, maybe not live, but definitely uh, listen to you guys um, in my queue uh, whenever I get the chance if I don't get to tune in like I am right now live. So keep up the good work, guys. Thank yes. you so much. Thanks so much for the call. And thank you so much. And I like that. He's bringing it back there. That I had totally forgotten about that. The first game of the season, they tried to bring out that shitty horn, right? that little, cr- that little tiny crank. Oh my god, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm getting ah, douche chills all over. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, it's the just marketing, the marketing staff is the disaster. It's awful. A disaster. How many misses in a row do they need from the marketing staff? Just, the miserable I, Bridgeport Islanders logo, the terrible color scheme. They almost got it right with the Islanders retro reverse, but the miserable color scheme. Like, ugh, I'm gonna throw up. They could have made that the that, board. that jersey could have been. So, I would have bought a jersey that looked good. Yes. And I, how many jerseys do I have, TJ? None. I got I one. Say you've got maybe three or four. Yeah, not that fit. I got maybe one. <laughs> okay, so, you got one that fits, and it's an Islander jersey. It's an Islander jersey. It's the uh, uh, the fisherman jersey. Sure. That's it. I mean, I, you know, and I wanted to get another one. I really did. Yep. I was hoping their retro jersey was going to be spectacular. We we saw some of the, the suggestions. I'm like, hey, let's put a couple of lighthouses on the sleeves. Sure. Let's do something with the four cups. You could do something like that. And the, you know, but the color was just so bad. 
And then it's like, it looks like the thing was sewed together by, you know, two-year-olds. You know, the stripes didn't match up on the front and the back. I'm like, come on. I mean, who did this? Lou Lamarillo? Come on. <laughs> now, Michael posted here. says, the Hurricanes are boring as shit. You got to be drunk or high or enjoy pinball hockey. The Hurricanes essentially play a more modern version of trot style. They don't have any high-end talent. They sit back and they transition, dump, shoot, shoot, and shoot some more. It doesn't matter from where. I love the way the Hurricanes play. They're they're a really they're a really good team. They're really good defensively. They're really good defensively. And I'll tell you what, you get them in the zone. They have they have creative plays in the zone. Yeah. Here's the thing: you're looking at them now. Yeah, they're missing three of their top six forwards, so the game's a little bit more simplified. You look at Florida. Florida's another team we can't beat. People say, "Oh, Florida." Who believe Florida can get there? Well, if Florida could do, we could. People forget Florida was President's Trophy winner last year. They were sure really they good team. Matthew Kachuk has dragged that team into the playoffs and into the Eastern Conference Finals. Are they beating Carolina? I don't know. I mean, Bobrovsky's been really good. Okay. Sure. I think they have the advantage in goal right now over Freddie Anderson. The thing is, they really struggle with Carolina too. You're live here with TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Who do we have calling in? Hi, my name is Kevin, and I'm the marketing director with the Hair Club for Men. Um, we've been trying to reach you guys uh, about a sponsorship for a long time, but our emails aren't being responded to. Kevin, that's, oh, my God. Thank you so much. I'm glad you finally have gotten in touch with us. I've been looking at those emails you've been sending, and uh, we just get swamped with sponsorship emails, but I'm glad that you're finally here on the line with us. What can you offer us? What type of sponsorship can you offer us? We're very intrigued. Oh, it's, it's in the million. It's in the million. But we can uh, restore those hairlines. Oh, my God. We're going to have to restore them. No, no. I thought our hairlines are perfect. You're not just going to use this like as your hairline models as the after pictures? What is this? <laughs> no. Hey, this is uh, this is George from Florida. What's up, George? And uh, also known as Freedom Fun Adventure. Hey, what's oh. up, Freedom Fun Adventure? Well, now, Freedom Fun Adventure has a name. It's George. Very George. Good, George. What's up, George? Yeah. What do you think of the season? Not much, guys. How you doing? Um, I think the season was a failure, uh, both on the on the parent club and in Bridgeport. Um, you know, those guys aren't developing enough to even make the playoffs, get the playoff experience, and they're not even developing. Mm. They don't have a whole lot of talent. George, let me ask you a question. How old are you, George, if you don't mind me asking? Me? Yeah, you uh, can ballpark. How about you, Wait, uh, Now, I, you, we can ballpark it. How old? In what age range? Late 40s. Okay. Now, do you have a full head of hair? Uh, pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. You're lucky because here, you know, I'm going to tell you. Today, when I was, you know, I do my hair before the show, and I'm like, hey, you know what? It looks pretty good today. I'm like, and then I look, it's like, damn, there's not really a whole lot up there. And, you know, and it's like, but I, when I look at it in the mirror, I'm like, hey, you know what? I look good today. My hair looks really good today. And then I see it like this, and it doesn't look so good anymore. Oh, goodness. No, you know what? I tell you what, man, I'm, I do on my father's forehead, though, my, my, uh, my Maltese and Italian father's forehead, so uh, it might be full, but it needs to become very little. <laughs> uh, hey, that's great. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. Yeah, but no, I mean, I think we need to get, uh, you know, if Andrew Lewis is right and Lou's coming back, 
uh, thoughts of massive failure. We're going to be stuck, you know, circling the toilet bowl for a few more years. And um, I think the worst part is, is like Grumpy just indicated, you know, they, the marketing department fails, uh, hockey ops fails, the presentation department fails. And really what we kind of have is, is it's not even just comfortable. It's, it's, we seem to be run by a bunch of lazy people that put in minimum effort and, and we're going to have a few more years of struggle. Yeah, I think that's best. A few more years of struggle is the best case. I, you know, it's. There's no accountability for anyone in the organization. That's the problem. There's no accountability. Doesn't matter if you win. Doesn't matter if you lose. That's that's the problem. They need somebody in there who's gonna, you know, gonna kick some butt. That's what they need. They need they need somebody in there who's gonna be a bit of an asshole. They got to have somebody in who's going to be a little bit of an yeah. asshole who's going to not be afraid to stir shit up. I like that it's a family environment, right? But we're we're a family to the extent of if we're winning cups, we're a family. We're not a family if we're damn barely barely floating and barely treading water to make the postseason. That's not no. We can't. Sorry, we can't be family then. Uh, I mean, family should be. You want your family to thrive, right? Not not suck at everything they do, and um. Like Grumpy indicated with the jerseys and, and everything else they've tried to do, you know, the pregame presentation, it's just not good. And you would think that somebody, you know, would be saying, oh, you know, our stuff's not good. Like, let's let's raise the bar here. But I don't know. I, I, I honestly, I would love to have a job there because I know I could half-ass my way through and still get a job. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well george thanks so much for the call in there that's that's a good way to look at it yeah. hey, tj one more question though yeah grumpy yeah did you listen to that Havana 3 a.m. i i i couldn't i couldn't find them i looked at it i couldn't find it it's on youtube oh okay on youtube, right, on I'll, YouTube. Check on YouTube. I'll check on youtube then because i was right, looking guys. on spotify night, guys. thanks so much george thank you no it's on youtube Okay. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thanks, George. Hold on. What was it? What was it? What, what did you? What could you not find, Grumpy? The, the um, Paul Simonson and the uh, the music he wanted me to listen to. Grumpy. Uh, well, I looked for it. American scientist. Uh, like, Grumpy. No, I I looked in Spotify. I'm like, I went through all the songs, and I'm like, I don't see it. I'm like, I don't know. So I got it's on YouTube. Okay, that's cool. Okay, oh, gracious. Um, I will tell you this year too. Um, when we think about that, I mean, we're hearing a lot of the failures, abject failure, fa- complete failure. Maybe I'll just paraphrase what I said: complete fa- failure, failure, and mass. That's that's a lot of what we're hearing here. No one's saying success, though. Nobody's saying success is right. Hey, you're live here with TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Who do we have calling in? Oh shit! It did it again. Oh. Grumpy, you know, there's uh, what can I say, Grump? You know, your first time back to doing these. Well, okay, but of- you started off pretty good. Then you lost, you lost the plot on the previous caller, <sighs> and here you did it again. He's he's gonna be joining us here in a second, Grumpy. What what can I say? I'm try, I'm trying my best to multitask everything, okay? And sometimes the calls feed through easy, sometimes not so much. What can I say? But hey, you're live here with TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Who do we have calling in? Hi, TJ. It's Mike. What's up, Mike? Okay, Mike, I want you to make your case as to why the Islanders are like the Hurricanes, but in a different different jersey. Well, obviously that team is a lot faster, but they basically just play a ton of defense, wait for you to mess up and transition the other way. That's 
pretty much kind of what the Islanders were running, even at the end of the year there. They're not going to beat you with high-end talent. They don't have it. Like, Sebastian Ajo is their top guy, and I wouldn't consider him a Crosby or a Tachok. Or, you know, look at look at the rest of the teams that were in the playoffs. You know, they, they don't have that high-end talent. So what they have is strong depth. It reminds me a lot of the Islanders. They're just faster and younger. Now the Faster you- and younger. What about Svechnikov? We're just ignoring him. He's pretty good, pretty talented. Well, he's not in the playoffs right now, girl. So. Oh, okay. Okay. So we're going to ignore. We're going to, okay. So you're just talking about, but here's the thing you got to include them because if you want to well, say, well, like, Horvat that, could be that. We're never going to be that. Oh, no, no. Horvat, Horvat can only dream. No. Horvat dreams of being Svechnikov. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, we haven't seen a full season of him with Barzell, and we all know how good Barzell is. Uh, well, I, I, now that I agree with you on, I'm going to agree with you on that. I, he gets a full season with Barzell to see if he can uh, do something. The first, whatever, the, how many games, that's a throwaway. For me, it is anyway. It's a throwaway. The pro, the, you I hit mean, the I nail think, on the head. I think Svechnikov is what, like a 35-goal guy? I don't know. I, I, I don't know what he – I think he had 37 this year. And he missed how many okay. games? He's we good. Corvette could do that if, you know, Barzell spreads the needle with him a bunch. I mean – No. Could have, should have, would have. He, this was his best year ever was this year. Now, Svechnikov's also only 23 years old. So, and that's that's where you hit the nail on the head, Mike. They're faster and younger than we are. And they have a lot of stuff coming up behind them. That's why Carolina is so good. Every year we say the same thing about Carolina. I can't believe they're making that move. It seems like a step back. And all they do is get better. They know what they're doing there. Love them or hate them, they know what they're doing. And give Don Waddell. I don't think they're exciting to watch at all. I think they're, if you think the Islanders are boring, I think they're just as boring. Svechikov, by the way, only had 23 goals this year. I think he had 37 goals this year. Really? Yeah, so he only had 23 goals last year. Last year he had 30. This year he only played 64 games. So, you know, he was on pace to probably hit 30. 30 goals every game. Corvette could probably get 30 goals. Yeah, I think the upside for Snechikov is significantly higher than what it is for Bo Horvat. No, I, I, I agree with you, but I think I think everyone's really low on Horvat because he had a really poor end to the year in terms of scoring goals. I think, I, I, yeah, yeah, I've already shared my. He's going to have to show me that he's going to have to show me he can play in this system and put up those type of numbers. Sure, and I think it's going to have to come That's from the fine, you know. They're going to have to score more on the power play. They're going to have to, the Islanders are going to have to be better on the power play for him to get those numbers. Period. End of sentence. End of story. Because that's where he scores a lot of his goals on the power play. Sorry, I I came on though, and I understand. I understand where TJ is coming from most of the time. I understand, you know, the feeling that we're really not in win now mode. I understand, like that. There's definitely a lot of deficiencies that we see. But but I think with a few moves, they, they do have a chance of becoming a really good team. I, I don't think they're that far off. And so, I just, you know, first I wanted to say thanks for coming to our Twitter space and CJ and talking. I really do appreciate that. I like, you know, hearing everyone's opinion. And uh, I guess I just wanted to ask you guys, who do you think the Islanders should go out and get? Well, thank. I, I always enjoy being on the Twitter spaces. Grumpy's always like, I don't know how you talk with those people. They're all morons. Grumpy looks. <laughs> I, I actually, I don't say quite like that, but I'm like, TJ, why are you arguing with those people? We just had a three-hour show. There's no reason for you to go on and argue with people over it. <laughs> have them come on to the show and listen to what you have to say. Um, but for me, it's not who we can get because Lou can't get anyone. 
Who can we give up? What do we have of value that other teams covet that could get us a high-end talent? I just don't think we have any of that without really severely weakening us in some other area. That's that's my issue. That's what happens when you don't have any draft picks. You keep on trading away. We have nothing in the pipeline we can move. We have sure. no draft picks we can move. We have no high-end talent that we can move because Horvat's unmovable. Barzell's unmovable. There are some guys who are unmovable on this team just because of the contracts they have. So my question to you, Mike, is what? who would you move off of this team that – could make us better and not severely weaken us in other directions. Well, I still have to I have to hear from Mike too. Was this season a success, a meh, or a failure? That's the first question. And then second question, have at it. I mean, I consider this season a success, but I consider oh. the playoffs a failure. So hold on, Mike. I want to hear, I want to hear, hold on. I want to hear Mike why it was a success, just like we've done everybody else. Okay. Why was it a success, a failure, or a meh? Why was this season a success? I mean, they, they made the playoffs being decimated with injuries, and everyone could point to, like, analytics and, oh, they weren't the most injured team in the league. You take any team's top defenseman and top forward, and, and you you know, for half the season they're out, you expect that team to make the playoffs? Carolina did. Fully healthy the whole year, and this was their result? Yeah, you know, I'm not big on it, but considering everything that went into it, first-year head coach, all the injuries, yeah, I consider that a success. I, I think that this, I mean, the teams weather injuries all the time. And, you know, the teams that have severe injuries, you know, are the ones where you kind of don't expect them to make the postseason. We did lose Matt Barzal. We did lose Adam Pellick. But other than that, we had really two key injuries to our team. And they were two very, very valuable and important pieces. But Pellick, I mean, how long was Pellick out for? Like a month? So in reality, it was really Matt Barzal. A month and a half, two and months. And Barzal missed, what, 25 yeah. games? Yeah, Barzal missed the last 25 games of the season, pretty much from the trade deadline on is when Matt Barzal was out. And, you know, we would have had an offset. We brought in Pierre Engvold, the fantastic Pierre Engvold. We brought in Pierre Engvold. We had a, I mean, like, we really were realistic. We were missing one player for an extended time period. We missed, maybe we missed Pellick for a month or two, however long it was. But it was, you know, I I don't know. My expect, I, I had expectation of this is not, you're not, Lane Lambert's not going to be as good of a coach as Barry Trotz first year being a head coach. And like everybody, I, I think came in with the expectations. He's going to be a flawless head coach. I just thought that was setting up. It was the wrong expectation, but um, yeah, I, I, I just, I don't know this. I still look at the season and the, 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 the idea of the ownership or the owner group and GM is this, this team is in Stanley cup or bus mode. And we've been busting out yeah. the last two years. But, but that's why when I say we should move our first round pick and grumpy probably goes nuts. You got to understand, this is the window. Like it's it's now. It's not going to be when Sorokin is thirty three years old. That's when we're going to be all right. What first round picks can we get? You know what I mean. But but right now they have to go for it. You don't so go you think, for it. Then what are you doing? So you think we should trade because we don't have a first round pick this year? You think we should trade next year's first round pick already? If if someone like Clayton Keller's like, yeah, uh, I'm I'm available a hundred percent. Well, Clayton Keller's going to be change the dynamic of the team. As a 24-year-old, he's going to be worth an arm and a leg. It's going to I be mean, more look, than a first-round pick. Look at what Timo Meyer had to give up to Timo Meyer. Noah Dobson, a first-round pick. Oh, so, okay. Or something. Okay, so now you want to trade a first-round pick, Noah Dobson, and who else? William DeFore sucks. Well, does, William does, DeFore sucks. Does he's the a non-entity. Noah Dobson make sense? 
I don't see him as a stud defensive defenseman right now. And he's playing third pair minutes. So what's his purpose? Can't play power play. Okay, so now you are really weak on the back end. And how do we expect to play defense? You re-sign Mayfield. You go out in free agency. You sign Steverson or Orlov. You're fine. This sounds almost like Phil's facts. facts. Okay, so you want to sign a guy who's 31 to a long-term extension. And let's be honest, Scott Mayfield sucked last year. And I'm the biggest Scott Mayfield fan there is. He sucked last year. So we want to re-sign him back. Severson, who played for New Jersey, he's another half. You don't have anyone who can move the puck out of the back end. No one on the defensive court. No if you add Severson or Orlov, you're immediately better in that regard. Why would Orlov sign here? You, we don't have the money for that. Know. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Sa- the salary doesn't work, Mike. Bailey. But the they'd uh, have Bailey. to put out Bailey. You know, they'd have to move two pieces. We don't have. We got six million dollars in cap space, and you, um, Clayton uh, Keller makes seven plus. And Mayfield's going to get what four or five, and then you bring in Severson. He's going to want think so. four. Well, I why would he sign here? He's you're not. He's if, not going to give you a sweetheart deal. Four or five, then he can go. He's a third pairing D man. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to get four or five. But if he does good for him, let's sign someone cheap for or use some or use someone in our system for the third pair. I like Watherspoon a lot. I wouldn't mind that on the third pair at all. So you're. Let me ask you this now. You had mentioned why would we and, and why would we go ahead and not sell or why would we go ahead? Why would we sell now if the window is here? I think the window's already passed. It's like well, then the then the Horvat deal makes no sense, and there it didn't make sense. Limbo. Yes, it didn't make sense. That's that's that's, that's, that's the issue I had with it all. Didn't make sense. But it didn't make sense. I, I'm giving you the alternative view if that makes sense. I completely understand your side. But if you're not going for it right now, guys, if it, it, you're just you're 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 wasting your time, like by watching, <laughs> you know, like PJ has said that to me. You're not going to be good enough. You I told this to Rumpy. I said, "Why are we continuing?" I said, "By the time that they're good again, this show will be no longer in existence. <laughs> by the well, time we, they really we start heading, <laughs> we, we really don't know, TJ, because this isn't the team in the Coliseum anymore where nobody wants to play in that dump." So, but no one signs here. There are no free agents that sign with this team. Johnny Gaudreau would not sign with this team exactly. last year. We wouldn't do it. There are no excuses. There are no excuses. Have you seen free, the free agency market for this offseason? No, it's, you want to know why? Because every team re-signs their younger players to long-term deals and let, they let the older guys walk. That's what happens. You're, you're certainly ignoring the point that Horvat would have been neat top-end free agent available this year. Does that mean he's a superstar? No. He certainly was playing like a first-line player the last few years. He's like top 15 in goal the last three years. You can say Vancouver, Vancouver, but it's not like they have McDavid with him or something. I, I wouldn't have minded if we went ahead and signed As a free agent. In free agency. Yep. I, but I didn't like giving up a first-round pick, our best young budding prospect, I, and a young winger who needed to be moved. And not That's moving. I understand I understand being upset about the first round pick, but the other pieces we gave up were nothing. I mean, I'm sorry, but they were absolutely nothing. By the time Rocky would actually end up being decent, by the way, he looked like shit at the end of the year last year in the AHL. And I'm like, well, maybe we dodged the bullet there. But by the time he'd be any good, this team would be rebuilding anyway. So, like, it, it was, it makes sense. You know what I mean? You know, I, I just I, I do think they can avoid a rebuild though with with the market we have now. I don't believe that no free agent wants to sign here, especially with what Horvat said. 
okay, so Orloff won't be coming then, and Severson won't be coming. And I like I said, for me, my perspective anyway, you could have you should have waited to the offseason. You want to try to sign Horvat in the offseason, go for it. You should have held on to your draft pick. You should have held on to your draft pick, held on to Bavillier, move him in the offseason if you felt. Move if you didn't feel Ratu was an answer. Ratu, by the way, is better than Holmstrom. Um, if you wouldn't, if you didn't want Ratu, move him in the offseason. Then you could have moved Varlamov and Parise and Mayfield that the deadline got more draft capital. So this way you could make that transition. Lou Lamarillo deprived us of all of those options. And that's the issue that I have. And the reason I would support the trade for Horvat is because there's literally nobody on forward that's worthwhile in free agency this year. That was the high-end guy, along with Timo Meyer, but he's an RFA, so that's not really a free agent. Then. So then you are from a blow out of the sky, like you supposedly were driving up the salaries on Johnny Gaudreau. He took $9 million to go to Columbus. How much did you really offer? I think he's full of shit. And he's lying to the fan base. And here's the thing: he admitted he paid too much for Horvat. He could have done that in the off season too. That's what he could have done. He would have got Horvat would have got moved somewhere else. Here's the thing: Horvat wanted the eight years. That's what he wanted. Whoever he got traded to, he was going to sign for. I don't think he gives a shit about winning. I think he cares about financial security for his family, and that's fine. And he fits right in with this organization because nobody gives a shit about winning on this team. And that's why our team. And you say it's a few years is a success. Okay, great. It's a success squeaking into the playoffs and getting rolled in the first round by a team who's missing three of their top six forwards. Just no, 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 no. I love you, Mike, but no. Trumpy, there's so much to unpack there. You realize uh, they rolled the devil, right? Uh, I mean, they rolled us too, but they rolled us too because they're freaking good. No, no, they didn't. The games were close. They're going. Yeah. How many goals did Ronda Levin go right to his body? There was a, they should have swept us. We were lucky to win game five. <laughs> lucky. The best game they played was, was game five, was and they the lost that. Was the Roken seller in the playoffs? Yeah, I think I think he was. I mean, well. Without Sorokin, we're 11th in the conference without Sorokin. Sorokin had a 9-2-4 a nine save percentage in the postseason. If you looked at his expected saves above goals, he was like top three or four in the first round. So, you know, he had, he had a good performance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I. But, but but was it the Roken level performance? My opinion, no. He let in a lot of garbage. So at, at the same time, like I don't think the Islanders played that poorly, and the games were close. At least it, analytically, they were. I don't care about analytics. I care eyeballs. Eyeballs. They kicked our ass. I look at it with the eyeballs. I don't care about that. Guess what? We were never beating Carolina. I've been telling people this for years. We're never beating Carolina. Never. Going into the series, I said, are we beating Carolina? No. Phil, oh, yeah, we could beat Carolina. I said, we're never beating Carolina. Never freaking ever are we beating Carolina. Guess what happened? We lost to Carolina. We've beaten them four times in 20 games. You want to know why? Because we can't beat Carolina. We're never Trump's beating Carolina. Trump's losing his fucking mind over here, Mike. Carolina's freaking good. We suck. Wait, I need I need. I need Grumpy to admit that the officiating was some of the worst we've ever seen in our You're life. right. The Islanders got every freaking break in the book, and we still couldn't beat them. Oh, looky there. Grumpy's just – Grumpy's on a warpath right now. <laughs> Mike, I love you. I do. I love you. I love you. I love your sister. You're great people. Your, your mom and dad are great people. But I don't know. Have they legalized marijuana in New York? And can you send some down to me? I, 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 
I'm trying to I'm trying to give you the other side of it though because there is it's not like this team is horrible or something. Like if if they were if they were built like Columbus who just signed Gaudreau and got rid of Bjorkstrand for Good Branson, I'd be like, yeah, Grumpy, that's this team. You know what I mean? But they're okay. still competitive. They've got some good players. We're an average team at best. Average talent at best. Average. Average. They need, the, they need to make some moves. I agree with you. I, I don't think this is the, the, the winning you know, formula, but so, I don't think they're that far off. Either. I think we're light years away from being contender. Light years. Light years. Because Didn't all you say that when we went to the Eastern Conference Finals and stuff, too? Wasn't that like... And did we win? Did we win? Oh. No, the answer is no. So we didn't have the win. Rangers been a failure this whole time. I think the Rangers were definitely a failure this year. Absolutely, this this year, the year, last year. You got to admit, last year was successful. Yeah, I, but but Mike, thank you, thank you so much. Grumpy now is going to be right. all in a cranky mood the rest of the year. <laughs> Look at him, I love, I love it though, Mike. Oh, <laughs> Mike, we love you. We'll have to have Mike on too. Any yeah, else? We got to have Mike too. on because he's crazy. So I like, I like divergent viewpoints, even when they're wrong, because it gets my blood up. It's Grumpy. like I'm doing steps over here, you know. Grumpy going fucking nuts over here. Crazy, um, it's crazy. Well, I I will say this. I, I just we're not, making, we're not even making the playoffs next year. Then what? Yeah. Then what excuse am I going to get? The There's always an excuse. You want no excuses like assholes. Everybody's got one. Sorry, no, we're not winning. We're not good enough. So what are, what are you staring at over there, DJ? Grumpy, I'm trying to go ahead and get the next call LinkedIn. Hey, you're live here with TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Who do we have calling in? God damn it. I've screwed it up again. Give me <laughs> one second. Okay. It just, it connects. It shows me it's connected, but it's not actually connecting. Hey, you're live here with TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Who do we have calling in? Hey, hey, TJ. How you doing? This is JP. How you guys doing over there? What's up, JP? JP, my buddy JP. What's up? JP, question <laughs> off the rip. Was the season a success, a meh, or a failure? Uh, that, that, I don't know how anybody else, how anybody could say that any season for the Islanders has been a success since 1988. They've all been failures. They've been failures for the last 35 years. Yeah, it, you know, here's the thing, too. It's like... I, I know Mike was just trying to give the, the other viewpoint is more what I think it was than anything else. But yeah, this, the team, right. if, if we were in a team that was in rebuild, this season wouldn't be a six, this season wouldn't be a failure. Like for example, the devils could have made the postseason get knocked out in the first round, even with the success they had in the regular season, it was well beyond what expectations were. So the season was a success. This is a, this is a team that were two years off of Stanley cup or bust. And I just wonder what the state of the team is. If we bring back Lou Lamarillo, well, what's the state of the team? Look, I, yeah, your guess is as good as, but I think, look, I think there's, it's going to be a long road ahead, the, the road to perdition. I, you know, I don't see how they, it, they, it shows the lack of commitment from ownership, the fact that they're bringing, they're, they're even thinking of bringing Lou Lamarillo back. But I, you know, the one thing I don't understand is the, you know, what you guys have been saying for the past couple of months, at least they, their roster is a mess. They, there are so many guys on this roster that are long in the tooth and that need to be, they need to either cut wave or trade. And it should have been done already but during the trade deadline. 
and they didn't do it. And now I think they're stuck. I, I just, I don't see how people could evaluate this roster and, and, you know, and see that much hope on the horizon outside of Barzal and Dobson and Sorokin. And, you know, maybe if Horvat has a good year, but outside of that, Nelson's getting older. They're all, they're an old team. They're old and slow. And slow. There's really nothing else to say. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about the Islanders. Honestly, it's a very frustrating situation. I do have a question for you guys, though, before I go, sure. Is it, you know, one, one, because I'm a hockey fan and, you know, I obviously, I, my first Islander game was 1981. So I, have memories of the Islanders as a great franchise, but I also kind of grew up knowing that hockey was a Canadian sport. And I feel like, especially in the last 20 years, the United States is kind of a next sport from, from Canada, at least the NHL, I should say. They've annexed, they've, they've basically in effect annexed the NHL from Canada. And I think Bettman somehow manipulates the, things so that the Canadian teams either have no real shot at winning or don't win. And I just, I, and if you look at the ownership, I think it's 70% of owners of NHL teams are American. And I think it's like 20% Canadian owners. And I'm just, I'm just wondering, you know, I feel like if, if I alternate universe and the roles were reversed and like MLB was, now 80% Canadian franchises with 70% Canadian owners, I'd be pretty pissed off. <laughs> so I don't know. I, you know, when I hear you, you, you guys pulling for Vegas and pulling for Florida, I just wonder, you know, when, when do we give the, uh, the people who I like, you know, the NHL comprised of about 85 to 90% Canadian players. It just, it just seems pretty absurd to me. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's just, it's just a thought I'm throwing out there. That's that was Bettman's master plan, though. He wanted to spread the game to the uh, the Sun Belt region, which he's done with Dallas and Carolina sure. and the Florida teams, because he wanted to grow the sport. I always, from my perspective, right. anyway, if you can't play the sport, like you could play baseball and basketball anywhere, you have to be, have a rink where you can skate. Now, you saw that Austin Matthews out right. in Arizona and that you're starting to see some right, of that. They're right. growing the sport. And that's what that's what all these Sunbelt teams are about. And that's what he wanted to do. Right. I feel I don't like that no Canadian team hasn't won the cup in, what, 30 years now? Yeah. Since the days in 93. Yeah. I, would it bother me if a Canadian team won the cup? Well, everything except for Edmonton because, you know, Connor McDavid and the rest of the choke squad up there couldn't get the job done. What a shot. You know, but if, I, I, that asked, you see, but even in that, I mean, there's a little funny business going on in that game six. I mean, Edmonton didn't deserve to win, but that at home hit that he got called for boarding really turned the game around. And it, 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 I'm sorry, in the context of that game, that was a ridiculous call. And it just seems like that kind of stuff happens a lot when you're talking about a Canadian team that could have made a push to win a cup, it seemed like that, that, that was an intro, you know, it seemed like they were derailed to me, but that, you know, you the wanted, goaltending wasn't good enough one way or the other. Here's the thing, JP, you want to know what derailed Edmonton? What I said was going to derail Edmonton. 
They have no defense and no goaltender. They I disagree with you. Well, the goaltending, I agree. I, 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 I think their defensive core is underrated. Yeah, not me. Because, if you, I mean, those goals they gave up, the goaltender sucked, the defense sucked, and the only way they could score was on the power play. <laughs> I mean, their power play is sensational. Their forward group is tremendous. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They scored over 50% of their goals on the power play and still Right, won. five on five, they struggled. Right, yeah. right. So that's why you're not winning. Yeah, five on five, they definitely struggled. Well, yeah, no, no doubt. I, I disagree, though. I don't think that's always about their defense, though. I they, their, de- their defense is actually not that bad. Ekholm is a good player. Desjardins is a good player. He has size. They, they, uh, even Cece improved, and I thought he sucked until this year. So TJ, I, I think they're actually not as bad as you think. TJ, but, how many goals? How many goals, did, how, many goals, how many goals did Edmonton give up in that series? Uh, I'm going to see Malacra. Yeah, I'll pull it up. For I'm going to bet a lot. That's what I'm going to bet. I mean, <laughs> like. <laughs> In the big in the big moment, they let down defensively. They gave up what three or four goals in a two minute stretch because they twenty twenty two goals. That's true, but I think a lot a lot of that was the goaltending. Stuart Skinner came up small in that series, no doubt about it. I mean, you know, there's no question. I I was hoping for a Canadian team in the final at least one, but I guess it'll be another ten years before that happens too. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I wish I was more optimistic about the Islanders, but I'm I don't I don't see it. I'm not seeing it for a long time, honestly. Yeah, and that's really all I got to say. Thank you for letting me on. Thank, thanks, 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 JP, JP, for coming on. Thanks, JP. Um, yeah, I tell you, Grumpy, it's you know. I want to read Goon comment here. It says, Grumpy, what would it have to take for you to consider jumping ship from the Islanders to the Canes since you live right down the street from – I do not live right down the street from PNC Arena. That, uh, that no, is in – Grumpy's lying. Grumpy lives about a two-minute two walk from PNC Arena. That's so in Raleigh. For him not going to those games, it's it's you know it's a failure because he could have met all of the fans and listeners of the show, but Grumpy didn't because he lives about two minutes away. That's in Raleigh. I live in Charlotte. That's like a three and a half hour drive. Uh, the answer to that is nothing. Nothing. I'm an Islander fan. For better or for worse, I'm an Islander fan. But the Canes are freaking good. And I mean, I'm not. Here's the thing: if you get beat by a better team, I have no problem with it. Real Madrid. That's my soccer team. Love Real Madrid. They lost today to Manchester City. It killed Sun X. Killed them. And I'm like, well, you know, stop squabbling with his friends about that shit. I know. And you know, the whole thing was, he said, well, if I got this call, this is what he's telling me. If we got this call and this call and this call in the first game, we would have been up this. And we, I'm like, here's the thing, Manchester City's a better team, right? He's like, well, yeah. I said, we got beat by a better team. There's nothing wrong with that. It's when you lose to lesser teams that drives me crazy. Got beat by a better team. You can't make excuses for this. You, you hear Mike saying, well, if this happened, if this, if ands or buts and are, are nothing, it doesn't matter. Hey, the better Drew. teams win. The better teams win over seven game series. Better teams win. Hey, Drew. You're, with live. Injuries. you're live here with TG and the Grumpy Man. How are you, Drew? Oh, shit. Hold on. Damn it. It did oh. it again. I had all that time to pull it through right, and it still pulled it through all effed up. Here we go. I'm going to try to. Okay. Hey, Drew, you're here with TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. How are you, buddy? Drew? 
Yeah, so you're, you cut yes. off, so um, I didn't really understand what you said. Yeah. What's going on, Drew? How how are you? Has this season hey, been yeah. a success, a meh, or a failure? I voted meh in the poll, but to be honest, it kind of teeters in between the meh and the failure uh, region. But if I had to guess, I mean, considering the way this franchise is heading, I'd have to lean more so a failure. Yeah, and I think that maybe it's just uh, bringing back Lou Lamarillo for at least another two, maybe three years, I think makes it more of a complete and utter failure. But hey, people aren't upset by bringing back Lou. I just, uh, I just, I feel like I see the writing on the wall. But uh, okay, so yeah, and I'm sorry, explain to us why it's more of a, a meh or a failure. I mean, it basically just goes down with the. Uh the thought of, I mean, we gave up our first round pick and yes, while we technically did get better, it was mainly due to the fact that lane adapted play styles halfway through the season from going full offensive to more of a defensive style. And obviously Sorokin carrying our team. I mean, I, I freaking love that guy. So <laughs> that's why I would say it's more of a net of failure. I mean, look at the end of the day, you know, when the Islanders are posting PR things about Matthew Maggio, you know, it's already, we're going down the shit. Unfortunately, true. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Matthew Maggio, Matthew, Matthew Maggio might turn out to be an okay NHL player, but, you know, it's he's not going to be a guy that you're going to get in the first round who's going to be a generational talent. He's just, he just going to be another guy. And we're filled with just a whole lot of those guys. When we make trades, we make true trades for just another guy. We never go for the home run. I don't think Bo for Horvat is a home run acquisition. I like Bo Horvat. He gets absolutely gets another year from me. He underwhelmed in his first year here, though, his first couple of months. Totally underwhelmed. I mean, you're no, looking yeah, at what I find crazy about the whole thing is oh, sorry, go on. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, um, you know, I just find it crazy that this fan base in particular, every time they see Matt Maggio, they just absolutely foam out of the mouth like he's gonna be the next Krill Kaprizov. And I'm just sitting here like, dude, at best he might be a middle six forward. Like, relax. Like it's another one of those loo typical picks where he finds good talent late in the draft, but they never turn out to be generational talents, like you said. They're middle six guys. Remember last year, who was the new the new kid on the block who's going to set the world on fire, William DeFore, right? The year before, Atu Ratu. Ratu's gone. DeFore can't skate. And Maggio is, you know, he's an overager. Okay, yeah, he had to put up a lot of points. He was a 20-year-old playing against a lot of 16- and 17-year-olds. Sure. Let's see how he does uh, with Bridgeport next year. But let's be honest, he's what? How many years away? Two, three years away from contributing potentially? I would two. Yeah, I would say two. I mean, okay, so uh, I don't know. We're going to find out, though, right? I, you know, guy, I always, I always have a saying. TJ knows saying, "You're a prospect until you're not." Yeah, I always say that. You know, until you show me that you can play, you're just a prospect. Means you're nothing to me. In other words, you have to be able to play on the big level. So many prospects flame out. So many. The vast majority do. How many fifth round picks make the NHL? A handful. Sure. Every 10 years, a handful make it. That's it. That's just the you they I remember somebody showed me a breakdown of percentage of uh players from where they were drafted. And I mean, the, it's a real curve. It's like first round and meow. I mean, you get some guys in the fifth round who make it sixth round, seventh round, absolutely. 
but the vast majority don't. What do the guys in the lower rounds have? That they they have one thing in particular that they do well. They either are really great skating or they have tremendous shot and everything else is passable. You have to have something that sets you apart. I don't know if Maggio has that, honestly. We're going to find out. You know, I don't know either. The real question is going to be when we see him in Bridgeport. I mean, you're going to see all the highlights on the Bridgeport page of like, especially Ishikov this year who killed it. By the way, he should be getting a roster spot this year. I'd love our bottom pairing center or third line center, because let's be honest, he definitely deserves it as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, I kind of just look at the whole thing and go into switch topics here. Um, I've been hearing some of the calls from some of the fans on the show. And I swear to God, every time I hear something about Ledecky and Malkin saying, oh, or, or them saying about Ledecky and Malkin, that specifically they're not ready to settle down um, to fully accept the rebuild. All I just hear is property brothers, property brothers, property brothers. Property and brothers. And they'll let Lou sit there. All they'll sit here and do is let Lou do everything he can to absolutely screw up our future just to get temporary success. It never works like that. You know what this reminds you of? Mike freaking Milbury. <sighs> okay. Milbury gets a pass. Absolutely gets a pass because they had no money. And so does Garth Snow. To me, they both get passes because they had they had ownership that wouldn't invest anything in team. You can't say that these guys have not uh, given money to uh, to the general manager to make moves. You can't say that. But Charles Wong absolutely did not. I mean, when you're trading for t- – when you're giving yeah, away – yeah. I cannot remember. I, I can't for the life of me. You look at us, we can't move Bailey unless we give away assets. The Islanders gave Boston a second-round pick to get Tim Thomas's contract to get them to the cap floor. That's sure. how bad it was under Charles Wong. So those GMs were kind of, uh, you know, they were handcuffed to a great extent. Lou Lamarillo has not been handcuffed in any way, shape, or form. He's 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 taken this franchise and burned it to the ground in just a few short years. And he did serve his purpose to start. Absolutely did. But now, every year he stays, the worse it gets. That's being general. No, Bobby, I don't disagree with you on that. Yeah, and I don't disagree with you on that. Absolutely, I think Lou has been the worst general manager out of those three. The thing is, though, is going back on Milbury, I mean, you trade away a lot of quality players and Hall of Fame talent on rookie-scale contracts, and you could say, well, they didn't have money, but why not even let those guys develop to give a chance? I mean, think about it. We, we gave up Zidane Ochara, Jason Spezza, Roberto Luongo, and that's just the three that I could name. There are plenty of more guys to these. I mean, the Alexi Yashin deal is a disaster. I mean, at some point, I kind of have to give – Mike Milbury more of the stick than Lou Lamorello because if you would just kept those guys, that's great. If you wouldn't, if you couldn't afford them after the rookie scale deals, it's different. But this isn't one of those scenarios that Mike Milbury did. The second he got it, he just traded away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For for me, the thing with with Milbury was he had an edict to win from ownership one year. That's when he traded Chara, um, and the second pick in the draft with Wanja turned out to be Spezza. And uh, uh, Bill McCult, I believe, uh, to bring in Alexi Yashin. Yeah. Okay. And then he traded, uh, who did he trade to get Pekka? Connolly and something else to get Tim, uh, to get Michael Pekka. And they were good that first year. The worst trade he ever made, without a doubt, was Luongo um, and Ole Jokinen 
for Ole Kavash and Mark Powers. That was the worst trade. And I remember that I remember watching the draft, the ESPN draft. I'm like, oh man, I tell you what, Islanders got the first pick in the draft. Gonna see Marion Gabbert, gonna see Danny Heatley, got Luongo in net, got Ole Jokinen. And as soon as I turned out, oh, the Islanders uh have drafted Rick DiPietro and they traded Roberto Luongo. Are you freaking kidding me? How'd that turn out? That was that was his worst trade by far. Did not turn out well, Grumpy. Did not turn out well, Drew. Quick personal question. I mean, that's so a when, potential future. When are you going to? When are you going to oh, Japan? Sorry. When are you going to Japan? Well, I've been looking at a few things. Um, I've been applying to language schools. I have personally went into teaching English as an option. Right now, kind of just surveying out my options. I don't really have an answer as to when the date is, but I would say at the latest, if I had to make it to be April twenty four. April twenty fourth. Damn. April. That's next year, Drew. Next year, but still, it comes up pretty quick. Mm. Yeah, no, I've been I've been literally sitting there on the computer every single day this summer. Literally, soon as school ended, I literally applied to like several different things, and I've gotten some answers back from some people. But you know, right now the job is to get my foot in the door, make sure I can get my working visa so I can get over to Japan, and then try to get full citizenship as soon as I get over there. So that's the main thing. Damn, he's saying bye-bye United States. Well, hey, Drew, hope it works out for you, man. Hope it works out for you. But thanks so much for the call in, Drew. Um, thanks always for commenting in and helping keep the message boards clean from all those naughty, naughty porn bots that try to come on here. No, yeah, you're welcome. And one more thing before, you ha- before I hit you hang up on me. Um, I did send you something like 20 minutes ago, so if you want to check that out, feel free to. Okay, I'll check that out here, um, Drew. Oh, it's a video. Oh god. Oh my god. It's Grumpy's favorite. Oh no. Oh no. It's Grumpy's favorite. One of those stupid kids, is it? <laughs> it is. I'll I'll hang up. Thank thanks so much, Drew. I'll put this up on screen. Thanks, Drew. All right. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Hi, buddy. Better not be that wee hooping. <laughs> no, wee hooping's your favorite. I, I want to talk about this real quick. Pony boy brought up. Pony boy has a. He's got a long memory. He said. The success of Florida and the media sucking off Paul Maurice. TJ was calling for his head midseason. That's right, I was. Now, here's the thing. I still think Paul Maurice is a shitty coach. I, think I don't he's think he's more- a shitty coach. I don't think he's a shitty coach. I just don't think that – I didn't think he was a fit there, and they should have – They. I think they've underachieved. It seems like they just needed – it took a while to get Kachuk and everybody on the same page, or maybe everybody in line with Kachuk. Let me put it to you that way. I think it was more, as I was say, I think Kachuk makes more of an impact than the coach does on this team, 110%. He is freaking phenomenal. He is phenomenal. Now, if you tell me that you're trading, oh my God, if you're trading a whole bunch of guys to get my, uh, Matt Kachuk, okay, I'm in. He That kid cares about winning. I don't know if Horvath cares that much. I don't think he does. Now, this is, it says grumpy during Mike's call. I is. love that kid. That kid Grumpy is. He always loves that little kid on there. I do like that kid. Grumpy was starting to go berserk at the end of Mike's call. I was like, oh my God. Because Mike's crazy. I, I, see that. See, that's why I can't go on those Twitter. That's why I cannot and I will not go on those Twitter things. We're going to have to convince Grumpy. One day we're going to have to get him because on. Because I, I can't deal. I can't deal with that insanity. It, sorry. It's like, here's the thing I know the planet is ending. You know, I know it. I, I see the meteor coming. 
Well, hey, that's okay. You know what? That's all right. Let's worry about that a couple of years from now. No. I like this. Sunday Sand said, in the future show will be TJ Jr., the grumpy old man, and the very grumpy old man. Sunday Sand. Oh, oh, let's second. see if we can get this one up, too. No, I'm going to get it right this time, Grumpy. I'm going to get Eventually, the link correct. What are the odds? Can we go to DraftKings and figure out the odds of TJ getting the call correct? What's the I'm odds of right. that? I'm going to get it right, Grumpy. Don't you worry. Let's see. Uh, hey, you're live here with TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Who do we have calling in? Hey there, uh, TJ, uh, Mr. Uh, it's Grumpy Andrew Gross. Over there. Yes. Yes, hello. It's, uh, it's your friend Andrew Gross from 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 Newsday. There, you know, um, I saw that you guys were having, you know, your sort of end of the season, uh, you know, breakdown uh, sort of thing there. So, you know, I, I like to connect with Islanders fans, you know, any time of day uh, or night. So, you know, I figured maybe you know I, I would jump on a little bit there, but. But first of all, uh, TJ, uh, Grumpy, uh, how, how, how are you guys doing over there? You guys uh, doing all right? Andrew, not Gross. so good. Not so good since you made the, that report that Lamarillo's coming back. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is going on there, Andrew Gross? Why is Lamarillo coming back? All right, boys. Well, you know, I figured, you know, uh, you, you know, you might ask me, uh, you know, put me on the hot seat there, you know, so I was, I was prepared for that. And, um, you know, basically what they're trying to do here, uh, boys, you know, I hate to break it uh, to you, but they're trying to pull, pull the, the wool over the, uh, you know, the poor Islanders fans, uh, old Isles nation there. Uh, you know, old man Lou is trying trying to pull the wool over their eyes. Uh, now, let, let me tell you what's going on. So the reason why they didn't say anything uh, immediately when they got rolled by Carolina in the, in the first round there was they wanted to see how well Carolina did in the playoffs, right? Now, if this is a team that makes it to the, to the Eastern Conference Final or the Stanley Cup, uh, you know, and, and, uh, maybe they win the cup, then, then, you know, you know, then, then it was just, uh, um, you know, it just happened to be, uh, you know, uh, circumstance, you know, the Islanders were going up against the Stanley cup winning team. Uh, you know, maybe the Islanders were the second best team is, is what, uh, you know, the property brothers there are telling themselves, uh, you know, all the nonsense that they believe in themselves, this, this, and that. Now if Carolina gets 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 knocked out of the second round there, then then it's a different story. Then people got to answer for it. So so that's the reason, uh, boys, why why Lou has been so silent and uh, true to his uh, code of uh, Lou Murta. And and yeah, the, the rumor has it uh, basically that there's some kind of extension in place. Uh, and within that extension, there's going to be a contract uh, for his successor and uh, to take over and, 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 and learn the, uh, you know, l- learn the ways of, 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 of the Lou, so to speak. Let me let me ask you this. One more question for you, Andrew Gross. How did you feel when Lou Lamarillo looked at you and he questioned where does a question like that coming from? When you asked him about possibly trading Varlamov, what did you think when he he looked at you and said, I don't even know where that's coming from? And you had to ask him again. 
And he, he gave you that death stare. Were you afraid to get all your press credentials taken away, Andrew Gross? You're such a brave reporter for asking that question. Were you afraid of getting your press press credentials stripped of you? Well, I mean, to answer your question, uh, TJ, uh, first of all, and then, you know, I, I had a couple questions, you know, things for you guys for an article that I'm writing as well. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, basically, uh, to answer your question there, you know, a little bit of both. You know, I am backed by Newsday, so they are going to have to answer uh, from somebody uh, from Newsday, and I'm already, uh, you know, on a rapport with the guys. Now, I did warn Lou ahead of time. I said, listen, you know, the the, the you know the fans, you know, there's the spicy comments, uh, you know, on these social medias. Uh, Lou, I know you don't know what a social media is, but it's basically this thing where, you know, uh, all the young people, they get together and they chat and they talk and whatnot. And so, you know, I explained to him that, 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 that and he said, you know, he's like, he's like, you can try, you know, you can ask whatever you want, but I can't promise you'll answer anything. So, so that's the little conversation that we had, uh, you know, ahead of time. Because, yeah, we're not allowed to just go up and ask Lou, you know, whatever we want, you know, and, and, and to be honest, uh, I was shaking in my boots a little bit there. Yeah, I did think that they were going to uh, dangle me uh, off the roof uh, outside of UBS <laughs> Arena. Oh, man. Grumpy, you have any questions for Andrew Gross before we let him go after his fantastic time? I do not. Not at this time. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Andrew Gross, for calling in. Always a pleasure. Oh, I love it. I love it. Andrew Gross, fantastic writer for Newsday. He loves, loves the show, Grumpy. He calls in. He's, uh, we're, so, we're so lucky, Grumpy. We are. So lucky. We are. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I tell you, you know, it's, I am looking forward to getting, cause we'll, we'll be, you know, in the future getting, you know, guests lined up here on the show and we'll be, we'll start the summer tour grumpy. We're going to start summer the summer tour. tour, the summer the tour. tour. That's what the guests, right? Yes. Summer tour? Okay. You're watching on TV. That's taking, I'm not watching. I'm reading comments. What are you, what are you, what are you watching on TV? Grumpy? Turn I, your, I, turn your the ones, I was reading one from Declan that you just put up. Oh yeah, we I'll put them up all. That's it. That's the one. This is a window where we try our best to embrace the fact that we'll be a lottery team, three to five straight years. Oh, you guys don't have as much time as me, but this is a window where we try our best and embrace the fact that we'll be a lottery team for the next three to five straight years. I, you don't have to be a lottery team if you do the transition. Well, no, you're going to have to be a lottery team. You need to start transitioning, Grumpy. I mean, you're going to, you're going to be transitioning out. I mean, like you're going to be a lottery team. That's simple, man. Nothing can, nothing can stop that now. I was about to say that that's, that's completely finalized. You know, when we go to rebuild, we are going to be a lottery team guys. Just prepare for that. Have that expectation. Cause that's, that's where we'll be. Um, but yeah, grumpy. I mean, you know, I don't know. I guess we're, we got last calls on any call-ins. About two hours in. Last call. Last call on any call-ins. If you want to go ahead and get and get the get the, I want to hear. I want to hear what the fans have to think. I want to hear about it. Seems um, like most of them are unhappy. Of course, there was one which was the exception that proves the rule. Mike Moisa calling up, which that was the exception. Well, I don't even think. I think he kind of was just presenting the opposite opinion. I'm not even sure he believes that. Maybe he does. I don't know. Anyway. Um, Phil here saying, I agree. He did exhaustion, frustration. I don't know, but he saved at least a dozen that should have gone in talking about Sorokin without him. Um, we had almost 0% of chance to make it the playoffs. I'd be sick if we lose him and for the years ahead. True. Yeah. I, I, I find it comical 
people ripping Sorokin. How many saves did he make on Carolina that would have been goals if it's any other goaltender? Five, six, seven. I mean, just tremendous. One bang. I tell you what. One, I still, Carolina tried it again against Jersey. From behind that line, they tried to bank it in off the goalie's head. This one hit the side of the mask of the goalie and it kicked out. That's a play they run. Sure. I mean, so you could say whatever he should have stopped that. I'd call that a lucky goal and good execution by the Carolina guy. Mm. Good execution by the Carolina guy. I'll tell you, it's... Carolina is a team to where I still don't think I've always been when they if they finally win a cup I guess I'm about to change my school thought I still think that every year in the offseason to do something to get worse but somehow the results prove me wrong yeah we've said that for a number of years they we scratch our heads with some of the decisions they make and they just get better and better every year and they're loaded with young talent loaded they're a young team. Their best hockey is in front of them. The Devils' best hockey is in front of them. Buffalo's best hockey is in front of them. Ottawa's best hockey is in front of them. Florida's best hockey is in front of them. The Islanders' best hockey is behind them. Like <laughs> Pittsburgh, like Washington, behind sure. them. Like Boston. Yep, Sure. Uh, Max Power says, put Sorokin on Edmonton, and they march their way right to the cup. How Absolutely. about this? Sorokin for McDavid, straight up. I agree. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll I don't take think it. we'll find a way to make the cap work if that's the case. <laughs> oh, man, obviously he's he's joking around. Yeah, and Tommy Baffy, yep. Yeah, goalies' lifespans are much longer than most NHL players. They, you know, as you know, he's a goalie smaller, built on flexibility. So maybe his lifespan as a goalie won't be as long as other goalies' lifespans. We're more based off of size and positioning, but goalies do last at a top level longer than other skaters. True. True. Well, grumpy man, I guess we're going to wrap it up here. We'll just I'm just posting up the last few comments here. Let's see. Um, Mayfield going to come. Yeah, why would Mayfield come back here? He yeah. wants to get paid. He wants to get paid. He, I, that's why I just don't think he's going to take a cheap contract. Anything less than $4 million a year, I'd be shocked. I mean, think about it. The last contract he took, he got paid $1.4, $1.14, whatever it was a year. He was getting grossly underpaid for the role that he served. If he signs back here, he's going to want a big contract. It's as simple as that. True. 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 That's all we you is true. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but we've been saying that for how long? There's no way he's coming back. No way. Why would he take... This is his only chance to cash in. Only chance. Harry Schultz, he lives there in Carolina. I live in the Raleigh area, and the PNC Arena is obnoxious, just like the Canes fans. I don't hate the Canes fans. You know, really, the only fan base that I really hate, the Rangers fans are pretty shitty. Um, But Philadelphia, because they're just slimeball people, that whole city. (laughs) Oh, my God. Philly. And let me tell you something. You trade Noah Dobson, and he goes to a good coach, watch out. And then you'll be lamenting the fact, like you did with Devon Taves, how he gave away Noah Dobson. Now, you said a good coach. Do you mean a good team or a different a different type of playing style? What do you mean by good coach? Yeah, I'm talking a different playing style. Um, uh, oh, he scored 55 freaking points under Barry Trotz. 
Yep. 52 no, points under Barry Trotz and 49 under Lane Lambert. Think about that. With a change in system midway through the year. I'm like, come on. I, I just, uh, right. This team does it. This team puts up no points, and you would have give up the only defenseman who generates any offense on the team. What were the points for the offense? I bet you he scored more points than the rest of the defense freaking combined or awful close to it if you look at the numbers. Mm-hmm. I just, I, we have no forward group. We have one forward. Maybe well, now you got Bo Horvat, Grumpy. Don't forget him. All right. Let's say let's say three forwards out of 12 and no one on the defensive end. Okay. Tell me again how that works. Got Sorokin. But, hey, let's move him too. Put him a courtesy saying, Milbury gets a pass. What type of crack are you on, Grumpy? Yeah, why does Milbury get a pass from you? He uh, Not on some of the trades he made early, but he didn't have any money. He had no money. You realize when Luongo was coming up his rookie year, 25 games, they sent him down to the minors at 24 because they didn't want to pay him bonus. Yeah. And they'd rather suck the rest of the damn year and lose all the games. That That's that's true story. Yep. I mean, when you're operating under those type of constraints from ownership, what do you expect your team to be? They never acquired any free agents, ever. Never signed anybody. John Sim, right? Those are the type of guys they're bringing in. No free agents ever come here. They don't come here. I think they finally will. There's no excuses, right? The excuses are gone. The team sucks, and nobody wants to go to a loser. Well, I think now it's because of the general manager. I think we're a legitimate team, but the general manager plays this antiquated, oh, we're so antiquated, we're so this, we're so that, we can't do it. You know, Mike Moy says, and Lou hasn't moved any young piece like that. He's moved every young piece. With the exception of Barzell. I do want to talk about that, too. Atu Ratu was getting a little bit of shade thrown on him about how he did not perform. He looked good when he played for us. Here's the thing. His first year playing on an NHLI surface, first full year, I'm not expecting him to come in and light the world on fire. At the age of 21 years old, he's going to be 22, however old he is. He's going to take some time to get acclimated to develop. You can tell he's got a quick release. He's got a good shot. He's got a nose for being in the right spot at the right time. He's a guy who's going to put up points. I, I'm not saying he's competing for a, a starting job day one in Vancouver next year, but that's a guy that you could who could be a middle six, a solid middle six forward for you. I think that's about, you know, it's and the first round pick and, and Anthony Bavilia, a guy who came then went there, played well, and then kind of started to fizzle a little bit. But I... I just think we're the clear losers in that trade. I agree. I just, like I said, all right, if you had to move Ratu and Bavillier to make that deal, okay. But you know what? You couldn't give up the first-round draft pick. That's what you could not give up in this draft. I just, I, I can't, I, you build through the draft. You built through the draft. When you're a team like Tampa or you know Colorado last year, or even the Bruins this year, teams that are right right there to win, that's when you move draft picks. Other than that, you should never move a draft pick. It's just dumb because they're cost. Uh, uh, you have cost certainty with those guys. It means that you can expand the contracts of other guys. When you have none of that, and your whole team is you know, middle-class guys, you're never going to be anything. You're going to be nothing. Like I said, two years ago, we looked at a year and a half ago. It says, okay, 
you know what? In two years, we're going to be in great cap shape. Everyone's going to be gone. This stupid old bastard just signs everybody back, gives them big long-term extensions, just brings in other guys, gives them extensions, and they're just ham and eggers is what they are. Sure. Oh, man. I'll tell you, Grumpy. But, Grump, we're here at the end of the show, man. I think if nobody else is calling in, we'll call on Ethan. We'll call the show. Um, you know, this Saturday we'll be on, per usual. We'll be on tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Like always on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show. Um, you know, I know that we didn't read technically any comments. We got a chance to flash them up on screen, have a chance for a call, and somebody wants to call in and talk. We had it. Uh, I will be as- assembling our off-season schedule here in the future. So we'll be getting all of those things. We'll be starting dotting our I's and crossing our T's and starting to get everybody lined up here. That's the next step for us there. But Grumpy, what do you want to say before we wrap things up today? I want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens and even those who don't from TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into the show. Um, And, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys calling in. We love when you guys call in. Same opinions, different opinions, slightly slightly changed opinions. Okay, I love when everybody calls in. It's fun to be able to talk with everybody, talk with Islander fans. Just a podcast by the people for the people talking about. I think trying to be realistic, trying to be you know, trying to just be real about the actual situation the Islanders are in. You know, we're not going to sugarcoat things, and uh, you know. But anyway, ladies and gents, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be on with you guys here. Well, first, we'll see you tomorrow, Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show. And we'll see you guys on Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Islanders Never Say Die content. Um, thank you so much, Grumpy, again. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. My pleasure.